What the fuck is up? Hey, 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 you fucking cowards. We're back for another week of Real Nerd Hours, your favorite slice of life podcast, ostensibly about nerd shit. And today, we have a nerd in the building, someone that I met. Nerd <laughs> Hold on, what's a nerd alarm? That was a very bad interpretation of the song by that one guy that was used in Kill Bill. I think it was called Ironsides. I was going to say that. I was going to say it, but I did. Yeah, Yeah, I did. I don't know. If I got that wrong, it's because I'm not a fucking nerd. (laughs) (laughs) I very nearly built a remote control nerd alert for my house. Just like a klaxon. With a with a speaker in it, and I was I was gonna tape, like put a label that said "Nerd Alert" on it, so I could hit that shit whenever someone said some nerdy shit in my house. <laughs> That's good shit. Yeah. We're here today with host of Brave Motel, a lifestyle podcast. Yeah, it's getting there. Right, a lifestyle podcast. <laughs> Charles Parkman. I met him while I was in college. Uh, what was it? What, what acting was it? for the camera? Yes, acting for the with camera. Eric Grishkat. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder if he's still right. alive. Who keeps trying to? Uh, <laughs> he's reminding me that we ha- he sent me a LinkedIn invitation. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, thank you for coming on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Charles and I initially bonded over American comics. Yeah, we did. Uh, talking a lot about Green Lantern and shit, oh, especially around then. Full Blackest Night was in full swing. Yeah, oh, man. yeah. That was it. Was a good time to be a comic book fan. Yeah, Jeff Johns was fucking killing it that yeah. was before like, he got promoted too so he was he <laughs> yeah. was just like i gotta do all the things i'm gonna write teen titans the flash and green lantern at the same time <laughs> they're all gonna be pretty competent too the better one was of course green lantern uh, the flash was pretty solid when you after rebirth when you oh, brought that back that was, like, rebirth was that was like his magnum like that was like his magnum opus though like he was he was he'd been wanting to write uh barry allen for like 10 years like when he first started working for dc he's like can i please put barry back in the books like no wally's the flash now you write that shit and he did he wrote the fuck out of wally west <laughs> man that's gotta be so surreal as a comic writer like finally getting to, to do write that one thing <laughs> yeah that's fucking sick well anyway we were we were fans of comics we've kept in touch over the years very Sparingly, sporadically, yeah, yeah. it's kind of on and off here and there. Yeah, like a text maybe once every nine months or so. <laughs> Did you read this shit? And then I get a response, and then I forget to hit send. And then six months later, I hit send, and then I include another question, and the process repeats. Yeah, I like just, it. I like it. It's a very male friendship. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah, too, we haven't spoken in years. We're still great friends. Yeah, we're two manly men. You know what? You know what? This is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to cut this conversation short real quick. Uh, I have to issue a little PSA. So, as it turns out, I, I had posted something on Twitter and got several responses that I wasn't expecting, uh, mainly regarding having Destiny on the show. Okay, so I'm going to tell you this once and this is the last time I'm ever going to say this. But if you don't like who we have on the show, don't fucking listen to it. And then on top of that, don't you dare fucking send me messages saying that you, how much you fucking hated the guest or how much the guest is a piece of shit. Because fuck you if you do that. I'm not with the shits, man. And though I do appreciate your input, 
and I do appreciate your support, go ahead and pull that shit off of Patreon if that shit bothers you so much. I swear to fucking God, there's the, the last thing in this fucking world that I need is somebody sweating me for having specific guests on here. And it speaks volumes about how much fucking trust you have in me to think that I would pull somebody onto the show who is a fucking pedophile who has been detained by the FBI, <laughs> who has been raided by the FBI. Cut that shit out. Yeah, we actually we interviewed him while he was in FBI custody. Uh, it was, yeah, it was the one phone call he got was for <laughs> us. And, you know, that you was know, a really big deal for like us. He's like, I made that commitment. I gotta. <laughs> my lawyer can wait. I told him I'd be on the show. The man is a consummate professional. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for consummate calling Consummate might us not for... be the best word for. <laughs> I said what I said. <laughs> oh, man. Thanks again, Destiny, for coming on. And you know what? Fuck you if you don't like it. I'm sick of the shit. I'm sick of it. Are you, just, are you still getting sweated for that? Yes. That's so dumb. It's that was so like four weird. weeks ago. Just, and just skip the episode. Like if you know that a show you listen to has frequent guests and you and you put well, the name a, of the guest. It's a new thing. The yeah. guest, to be fair, is a new thing. Yeah, but you put the guest in the title of the episode. Right. And, yeah. so and if you see somebody you don't like, don't fucking listen to that episode. It's a real simple... <laughs> It really is. Like, here's an example. Like, oh, I trust these dudes, but I don't know about that guy. Uh, I'll check in next week. Like, simple. Yeah. yeah. So, here's a, here's a good example. Jordan fucking B. Peterson, for instance. Let's say he goes on Joe Rogan's podcast. Now, I'm not going to sit there and stew over Jordan B. Peterson's appearance on Joe Rogan's podcast because I love Joe Rogan so much, but I can't believe he's got this one guest on there that I can't like for the life of me. I'm not going to send him email after email (laughs) or DM after DM or comment after comment on whatever social media platform, letting him know how badly he fucked up by having this one guest on. Go fuck yourself. And not in the friendly way. I mean, go fuck yourself. That's it. I can't believe we have to put up with that shit. If you don't like a guest, don't fucking listen. And don't tell me that you don't like them. Just move the fuck on with your day. Talk your talk, Denzel. God damn. I've had a rough day. I've had a rough day. So part part of the spiciness probably has to do with that. But I still mean what I said. I said what the fuck I said. And I mean it. If you if you really if you really are out here and you're saying like, oh, I can't believe they supported somebody like Destiny. I can't believe they allowed him on the show. I'm going to remove my support from Patreon. All right, fine. Do it. Just do it quietly. Go quiet in <laughs> that good night. Yeah. Mind your business. Fuck off. We don't, yeah, fuck yeah, off. I mean, there's always going to be people like that. And, you know, that that's in any community. It's, it's, it's weird. Lo- like, I don't understand the logic of I need to tell them that I'm leaving. Yeah. It's the Internet. Just Irish could buy that shit. And no one ever has to know that you were dissatisfied. And like the the thing is, like it came one of the messages came from somebody that we played PUBG with a few times and like had a good time with. And I was like low key curious as to why he left. Like I was, I was kind of curious why he sure. left. I was like, "Oh man, I haven't seen this guy around for a little while." But it turns out that was the reason why he left. And it turns out he was too dumb to look up the information himself. 
Like, are you fucking kidding? Oh, God. It really chaps the fuck out of my ass to think that people can't be bothered to just listen to what the person is saying themselves rather than going on to, of all fucking places, Kiwi Farms to <laughs> dig up information about somebody, a site that's dedicated to shitting on people and ruining their fucking lives. And they want to come to me and say, like, oh, well, this is the thread that they have on them. Uh, here's, a, here's a bunch of people who openly dislike this person who are actively trying to ruin his life so you know it's unbiased yeah are yeah, you of course. like fucking neck yourself god damn it well anyway <laughs> moving away from that we have a guest i can't rant for the next 40 <laughs> minutes about how stupid people are um charles big so. comic book fan Band man, yep. Not a rubber band man. You're gonna get a lot of ironic man. hate mail over Charles's <laughs> appearance now. I uh, well, let's hope so. Clout baby. There's, there a, there's a difference between getting clout for hate and just getting dumb messages because Destiny's way bigger than us. So it's not like the yeah. Like who is it? Who are they looking to take down? <laughs> yeah. Who knows? And it's funny because, like, when I posted it on his subreddit, we got, ooh, I want to say almost four and a half times the amount of listens that we normally do. Yeah, it was kind of crazy. Yeah. It so spiked it's, our listens. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's... It, it, so he's doing fine. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. doing absolutely fine. If anything, we need the help. And so, and some motherfucker was was bold the fuck enough to say, this is not how you win fans over, Denzel, by being condescending on the internet. I was like, <laughs> I, it took all my energy not to backflip out of my fucking window into the street. God damn it. Pro tip, we've been condescending since day one. Y'all since ain't been listening. day one. Day one. Why the fuck you think we call you cowards? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of right out the gate. There's no quarter given. <laughs> there's, there's nothing veiled here. Nothing. We appreciate the help, but, you know. God damn bunch it. Bunch of fucking cowards. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Yo, I'm, 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 I'm putting my foot the fuck down. Don't you dare message me again about this shit. All of you. I don't care to hear about it. Now, like, if you want to get in the DMs on some jokey joke shit, like, Charles was a shitty guest, even though he said about 10 words to this point. Like, <laughs> and I will probably be a shitty guest. But we'll find out. I got four more beers in front of me. Let's see what happens. <laughs> oh, it's going to go down like heavyweight delicious. Things yeah. get real loose about halfway in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fucking fucking Chet's over here drinking a beer. And I said, no, I don't want a beer. And he's like, that's a surprise. Yep. Do I should, do, am I that big of an alcoholic, Chet? I've never known you to turn down a free beer. God damn, that's right. Look at me over here. I'm a changed man. Showing restraint. Yeah. I'm a and changed going on a 10-minute rant. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> different guys <laughs> over. Exactly. Exactly. You know what? Different strokes, different folks. Yeah, it's like when you uh, you quit smoking, so you start chewing gum. Like it's, you gotta replace the behavior. I actually quit smoking recently too. So now you're a chronic gum chewer. Uh, now now I'm just angry all the time. <laughs> as it turns out, that's that's your next that's your next addiction. Rage a hall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, oh my god. So comic books, <laughs> comic books. Oh, have you been reading fucking the the heavy metal Batman shit? Yeah, well, now that it's finally fucking done. Oh, is it done? Yeah, I just finished uh, last week. Thank God. Or two weeks ago. 
So here's a question, an outstanding question that I have. Uh, I asked this maybe about a week or two ago, but never got an answer to it. Do you know why American comic books tend to cut off like and then wait a few yeah, months I saw to your finish? Tweet about that, and I was thinking about it because like it immediately took me back to. Um... All right, I'll take a beer. <laughs> like I'm just hoping I don't get sick again. Because yeah, I, I'm I'm feeling pretty all right. I'm just feeling like, yeah. I'm gonna get drunk today. <laughs> We're gonna what? one beer won't kill you. Yeah, but this bronchitis might. <laughs> all right, let's do all right. No, but I, I thought I would. I immediately thought about both civil, both the Marvel Civil War events, and uh, I'm not sure what it is about the big two in particular. Like I don't know what it is about DC and Marvel in particular. They can't. They don't seem to be able to release a limited series in like a set amount of time. You think if you're planning an event that big, you can like you keep on a schedule. Yeah, but it seems like sometimes like there'll be delays for other reasons. Like Civil War Two, like reportedly like there was some plot changes towards the end because of things that were going on in individual books. But usually you would think it would go the other way around. Like, we have this event. This is going to happen during this event. So be aware of that when you're writing your individual books because those characters tie in. And, um, but it happened both times of Civil War. There was just like, for whatever reason, there were just weeks and they, they're like delays about the last issue. And, um, that's gotta be so aggravating. It's crazy frustrating because you're like, I've been following this every month, especially now, because like there are multiple like, action comics and detective comics are releasing every two weeks. Um, Spider Man's been going every two weeks for like the whole time Dan Slot's been on it. And, um, so like you get used to like a certain frequency and like, well, okay, well, now this book, this main event book that this character I'm reading is involved in is releasing once a month. For six months, it's a six issue. It's a six issue event. So you expect to sit. If they set six six issues, they're going to do it in six months, and you just get it. I don't. I honestly can't figure out why this keeps happening. Because like Dark Knight's Metal kind of had that issue. They had a lot of tie-ins that weren't, but like they weren't tie-ins in the traditional sense, and like they were like side stories. A lot of the tie-ins were directly referenced. In the main stories, he was like, you have to have read these ones. So like, why didn't you just add those to the numbering? Just have eight issues instead of six, because two of them are a huge deal. There's stuff that you would not get if you just read the first six. It's like, that's a weird decision that Dark, that Dark Knight's Metal just made. But then like with Doomsday Clock, they're releasing every other month. Like Gary Frank's doing fucking anything else right now. <laughs> like you knew you were writing Doomsday Clock a year and a half ago. Like that's been and that's been planned since fucking 2012. Shit. <laughs> like get your shit together. <laughs> Draw do do all of your line work. Get all the stuff together so you can send it to the colorist so that you can get it all out. You already like I, I don't understand. Like when you when I saw you like uh, tweet that I was like, yeah, it's a huge deal. And I can think of five events right now that have, that, that have had that problem. I don't get it. Everyone else can get their books out on time. This is yeah. a special event. You know exactly what you're doing, and you know where it's going. You you set the deadline. <laughs> like your job is based on getting things out on a weekly, biweekly, or monthly basis. That's your entire career. Yeah, Mark Millar seems to have that problem a yeah. lot with his books. Like he'll he'll write straight through 
he'll have the first five out and then it'll be four or five months until yeah, issue shit drops and it's like dog what the fuck are you doing man like this makes me not want to read your shit yeah rob, rob kirkman had that issue too for a while like i didn't really read the walking dead but i heard there was like there was that it was kind of inconsistent for a few years mm-hmm. but i was reading um invincible which is like i would say probably my, my third favorite uh superhero comic i got uh, up to the point where the pink lady gets pregnant eve okay. i want to yeah. say her name adam is? eve yeah yeah so but that like there would be months because it was just it was rob kirkman and ryan otley <laughs> um they've been writing the book since the beginning it just it just ended like three months ago and it was incredible but they were like i started reading probably three months in like three issues in and it was pretty consistent and then it was like suddenly like seven months passed and there was like nothing (laughs) and i was like this is not an event book this is a weekly this is a monthly that like an original property you created and i understand you have other projects going on but like if you're gonna take because it would be like there would be no warning you'd be like there's just this hiatus and then it picks back up like nothing happened like there might be something <laughs> on the letters page about like you know apologizing for the delay but i was like that happened so many times over the last like three or four years where it would just we just get no invincible for like three or four months and then we get like a couple months of consistency and it was like there was i think it was the last big gap was like four months and then the last they did like the last 12 in a row and um, all those came out on time, but there was just like, are you going to finish this? Are you <laughs> like building towards something else? But yeah, I don't, I don't understand like that aspect. I understand like personal stuff happens, but when you're planning a book out so far in advance, like yeah. <laughs> DC's rebirth is based on the idea of Dr. Manhattan, um, like fucking around with the DC universe. That's what doomsday clock is about. They, planted that seed three years ago after brief after when the new 52 dropped having watchmen characters in one of those like big spreads that they did of like about the reboot initially in 2011 Hmm. and then just like dropped that thread picked it back up three years later and then now doomsday clock has started in december and there have been three issues so since november I mean, three issues. They're doing every other month for some goddamn reason. So it's like, <laughs> just the teasiest of teases. It's going to take a full year to get this story. But it's like, do we... But, but why? I don't know. But and like they're implying that some of this is going to... It, that some of those things are going to impact um, those characters. Um, but it's like, how are you going to get... Batman has so much stuff going on right now. I'm reading all of the Bat books. And there's so much stuff going on in that section of the universe, but apparently he's a big part of uh, Doomsday Clock, and so is Superman. And there's so much shit going on. There's like, both do, of those do they have to wait for development to take place because <laughs> Doomsday Clock's not gonna be finished till goddamn November? Like, yep. what is the what is the plan? Why, if you're gonna do something like that, like deliberately set it apart from the rest of the stories you're telling? Yeah. And a lot of creators don't even want to do that. Um, Secret Wars had that same problem with Marvel. The recent Secret Wars had um, it didn't. The last two issues didn't come out on time, but 
the other the new the other Marvel Now books, the Marvel Now stuff started. So it's like, well, now we know what the fuck happened to these characters <laughs> <laughs> because you didn't wrap up your story in time, uh, and also didn't like the people who were writing the other books were doing their goddamn job <laughs> and getting their books out on time, knew what the story was going to be, and carried it out accordingly. That's so sloppy. So it's like we found out what like was going on. Like we found out that Doctor Doom made it out of that event for the better (laughs) and then half the fantastic four was gone before that event ended and we're like well what the fuck (laughs) like why even bother like finishing this if i already know what's gonna happen like i don't know it's frustrating that it happens so consistently every time there's an event i'm always just like well we got four of them How about these last two? Like, what's going to happen? <laughs> That's why I like to wait for everything to drop at yeah. once or to, so I can read it at once. And, like, those, it's really hit and miss with some of those tie in issues, too. Yeah. So, because like, some of them aren't worth it. So you're like, that, that's so I remember specifically this one tie in for um, the Court of Owls, right? Yeah. Oh, so yeah, I don't see it's, it's, it was this Nightwing tie in. Yep. And it like it, suddenly, okay, so I'm reading Court of Owls and it's going from issue 12 to like 13, let's yeah. say. And like there's just a big gap in the middle. And so I go back to the end of 12 and it says story continued at the end of like Nightwing 141 or whatever. It hadn't come out yet. So <laughs> I go pick it up. I read it and I'm like, nothing happens yeah. here. What the <laughs> fuck? It's literally him just like going around an apartment looking for clues or whatever. Like, oh, I was just like bitching about like I was supposed to be a towel and all this other shit happened. And yeah, I know exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly which book you're talking. And a bunch of the Court of Vows tie-ins were bullshit. None of needed to happen. <laughs> and they were like, we'll put full stop on Batgirl, Nightwing, and Batman and Robin so we can like briefly address this shit and then go right back into it. And it was a weird... It was a weird call. And I hate the uh, whole tie-in, tie-in runaround thing. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, the, you get the continuation of the main story in this side book. And then you get the continuation of the side book in this other book. And it's just a the, big fucking loop. Yeah. The uh, one event that I've actually read was Blackest Night. Mm. And when I got it I, I just found a torrent of it and it was the entire fucking thing yeah and there is one section that's like kind of in the middle of it where it's just this big gap of story and then it's like okay now you gotta read yeah. Superboy it's literally and Bat and like just everything yeah because they did a whole thing with Blackest Night where they were like all right, well, here are the, like, there's these two side books, and, like, because at the time, there were three Green Lantern books. It was Green Lantern, Green Lantern Corps, and Emerald Warriors, I think was the third one. Or was it Emerald Warriors afterwards? I think Emerald Warriors is correct. Yeah, there, but there were three Green Lantern books going, and we're like, okay, well, Blackest Night is taking place, and then there's each of the Green Lantern books has, like, side stuff that yeah. you don't need, but it's going on at the same time. Um... And, but then they were like they they were doing all these tie-ins like they had these one shots of like books that had been canceled and were like revived because it was a zombie event. So Hawk yeah. and Dove, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hawk we and got, Dove, and got five issues of Hawk and Dove with like uh, Hank and like this jacked red Hawk, yeah, and Dove as some young lady's niece, I think. Um, they were unrelated. They were unrelated. Yeah, Dawn was some 
Dawn and Dawn. I hate that they fucking... Dawn whatever. and Dawn. <laughs> yep. Dawn, she, she witnesses Hank get his guts torn out in front yeah. of her. And then the book gets canceled. <laughs> it was done. It was fucking gone. But they did a bunch of those, like, these, like, they were, like, three issues or something of, like, some book that had been canceled or, like, some, like, special, like, side story that ran concurrently. It was like, I, I know because I own physical copies of every book in that event. Yep. And um, I was like, I'm going back and reading it because I've I also like I get I get tired of unbagging things when I'm rereading them. So like if I see a torrent of like Blackest Night the full event, I was like, okay, cool. Now the way I have it, I can just pull it up on my computer and just right. like read it. I know I paid for those books already. <laughs> um, I have the moral high ground here. Uh, but yeah, like going back and reading, like you see these times, like these are not necessary. Like they were like Blackest Night Wonder Woman was like three issues that takes place over like literally like between like two pages of blackest night and i was like this was not necessary like i get what story you're trying to tell like why diana got a violet ring like we get it that wonder woman loves everybody that's like that was in fucking every storyline for five years but i was like it was it's it's cash grabs mostly is what it oh, is yeah. but, but like the fact that it, they, it wasn't even like taking place in Wonder Woman Wonder Woman was still having a separate monthly book and they were like Black as Night Wonder Woman and it's three issues of her <laughs> fighting with herself as a Black Lantern being a Violet Lantern and like helping and then like you read Darkest Night number six or Black as Night number six and she's already she's like it just continues from when she got the ring that part of the story was completely unnecessary there you go yeah, this, yeah. this is such a uniquely American comic yeah. phenomenon. Like this happened. This doesn't happen in TV shows. This doesn't happen in Japanese comics, Korean, anything, anything else. It's just American comics because they've been at it for so long. Yeah. The yeah. stories get so convoluted, and they're running out of money. Well, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's not the industry's not doing great. Yeah, <laughs> and. Unless you're Marvel Studios. And yeah, Marvel Studios. Yeah, those books are fine off the shelf. No. See, the funniest thing is, like, Marvel can use Marvel Studios basically to subsidize the entirety of Marvel Comics. Yeah. yeah. So what's going on, what I'm willing to guess is going on anyway, is they take their lowest grossing movie, let's say the first Thor movie, and they say, okay, this is going to be used to float Marvel Comics for the next six years. <laughs> and then they pick the next lowest grossing movie. Okay, this is it. And they can't. They're going to take the profits from Blackest Panther. Or Blackest Panther. Black Panther. <laughs> Black Panther. It's going to be a real ambitious sequel. <laughs> the Blackest Panther. <laughs> They're going to take the profits from Black Panther to float Marvel Comics because... Infinity War is gonna fucking come out the gate. Yeah. Apparently, it's made two hundred million in pre-sales already, which is insanity. That's yeah. ridiculous. That's that's what a week out, two weeks out, two almost? weeks out. It'll be on two weeks. God damn, two weeks from Thursday. Yeah. All right. So it's gnarly. Yeah. Here's a question for no, you. Actually, it's one week from Thursday. One week from Thursday oh, because it comes yeah, out the twenty seventh. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. God damn. Uh, here's a question for you. How, where does somebody start if they want to get into Marvel Comics? See, there's no answer for that, is there? Marvel's real bad. Yeah, it's almost like, impenetrable. Because, like, so what I've been doing is, because I've mostly been, like, aside from Spider-Man, I've mostly been a DC reader for, like, since I was able to buy my own comic books. Um, 
So that's kind of where I've been at. But there are like multiple points where like I I can say definitively, here's where you jump off, John, if you jump on if you want to read Superman. Here's where you jump on if you want to read Batman. And you'll get to you can dive in here and then you can if you want to, you can jump six months ahead and like you're here. Or like I can give you start points from like the new fifty two up to now, like three or four per like major character, and you'd be okay. I, you cannot do that with I don't think any <laughs> of the Marvel books because I think what helps the DC right now, like in the current landscape, is that DC did a major reboot seven years ago. Yeah. So like, there's a clear start and stop. So now, if you want to read older Superman stuff, everything's collected. Like I can tell you where to get anything pre New Fifty Two, and I can point you in the right direction post New Fifty Two. But Marvel keeps doing these like soft restarts where they'll be like, oh, we're restarting numbering for the fucking third time in five years. <laughs> it's you, because, know, you know because, how many Iron Man number ones I have just since 2010? <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> oh, God. But yeah, Marvel, it's, it's sloppy. Like, even like Spider Man, I can tell you where to start reading Spider Man because Dan Slott's been writing Spider Man for six years and it's been one. Like, there have been arcs, but it's largely been one continuous story. And part of that continuous story includes Doc Ock taking over his body for, like, two years. And then <laughs> Peter Parker takes control again, which maybe because, I don't know, it's, I loved Superior Spider-Man, but the way it, like, ended and came back is kind of weird and confusing to say out loud. <laughs> Do you think... Do you think that the Marvel movies have had a huge impact on their comics? They definitely did. I would say between the first Iron Man and the first Avengers, like there were a lot of changes across all four of the books. You know, Iron Man, Thor. Uh, I don't think Hulk had a book at the time. Or if he did, it was... I think it was still like coming out of um, Planet Hulk, so Bruce wasn't the Hulk and... Um, it was probably She-Hulk or General whatever. Well, I think Scar was leading. It was like Banner and Scar, his son. Oh, okay. Um, were heading that. So that, that didn't get too much influence. Obviously, Bruce ended up hulking out again. Um, that was kind of like the premise of that book. It's like one day he's going to turn to the Hulk again and Scar will get his chance to take revenge. Um that was a bad story arc. I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just Scar constantly trying to provoke Bruce Banner. Yeah. And like Bruce is like training him. was like, look, you got to, the Hulk would fucking destroy you right now. If I could turn into him, like it, it'd be a wrap. So I'm going to train you. I'm going to put you up against people until like you're trained well enough to take on, especially if it's the version of the Hulk that you want. Um, the world breaker would have like wrecked Scar's shit. Um, it was a bad what is it with Marvel and having the semi-evil, really vengeful sons that are crazy overpowered? It's, it's real one note. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's an easy well to go back to. <laughs> it's like, well, we have this this well-beloved character that's really strong. What do we do now? I don't know, give him a crazy son. Yeah, yeah that'll sell some books. <laughs> <laughs> well, what does he want? He wants to kill his dad. <laughs> it's real... You ever hear of Oedipus? Okay. So here's Oedipus <laughs> with samurai claws. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah. That, that was that was an arc in that during that period of um it was Bruce and Scar and um Wolverine and Dokken. Yep. And like this is boring as fuck. Like I don't <laughs> I, I get it. They don't like each other. Like let's 
Like, that's how cliche it is. They had two of those going at the same time <laughs> and crossed it over. Beautiful. Beautiful. Excellent writing, guys. Yeah, just really hands, knock- hands to the sky. Let's get a round of applause <laughs> for Marvel. I'm like, well, sometimes they do really inventive stuff. Like, the stuff they're doing with uh, Doctor Doom right now is super great, but and it's selling okay. Did they, give him, did they give him an evil son? They did not. <laughs> oh, oh, here's the guess. Here's a guess. Reed Richards and uh, Dr. Doom come together. And, okay, so Dr. Doom becomes super-powered, right? And it turns out that he was Satan. <laughs> God damn it. And Reed Richards goes to him with some goes to him to, with a, to a rave, right? <laughs> and and Doctor Doom's whole goal is to get Reed Richards possessed by one of his other friends, Devil Man. How did that matter? <laughs> you know? long, long story short. Uh, Dr. Doom has to kill Reed Richards because he's like too stretchy or whatever and (laughs) they're best friends so he cries because he realized that Reed Richards slash Devil Man was his only friend and then Hulk God or Thing God uh, whichever looks down and sees what's going on and he resets the earth creating a fifth moon or however many times I've done it I listened to three episodes of Real Nerd Hours literally on Sunday, and I was like, "Here that big comes and he's, just two more times," and I somehow just let you just—I I don't know how I got blindsided by it so much. <laughs> Oh my god, I no, love Doctor, doing that Doctor Doom is Iron Man now And it's great, because no one trusts him, because he's fucking Doctor Doom uh, Yeah, <laughs> he's got a track record But um, He's like legitimately trying to be Iron Man Oh man And uh, doing a pretty goddamn good job of it Because he, he's Iron Man, but also magic <laughs> Yeah, that seems Seems like he's got a leg up there And it's the whole book just him just like being a huge badass. Well, yeah, he's doing like he's being a really efficient superhero <laughs> because he, he was already crazy powerful. He's just not an evil dickhead now. <laughs> so it's like he's kind of the perfect superhero, like in any in every way that Tony was not. He's like not weirdly skeptical or really up his own ass about it. He's just mm-hmm. like, look, Tony's uh Tony's dead probably after Civil War because that. Whatever. <laughs> they killed Captain America last time. They killed Iron Man this time. It's whatever. And they're both going to die in Infinity War. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Fucking finally. I'm so tired of Tony goddamn Stark. I can, that could be a whole episode alone of just me just ranting about how everything in the MCU is Tony Stark's fault, basically. I mean, all of Avengers 2 was. Yeah. Like, easy. And most of the issues in his own book, and like, even in the comics, like, man, Tony's just been digging his own fucking graves for. Acres with years. them wax wings. What can I say? <laughs> yeah, he I keeps don't... building bigger and shinier wings. <laughs> it's so weird because if he would have just sat down and talked to Bucky, I don't know. I feel like Civil War could have been avoided as well. I, I a good still, portion of it. I still feel, however, that. Captain America exacerbated everything. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, like yeah. if. If both of them were just more level-headed about it and, like, literally just talked it out, probably would have been fine. Come on, chill. chill. You see, Chet, Civil War is a bad movie. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm willing to go on record saying Civil War is not a good movie. It's a bunch of unrelated things happening and, like, a weird, 
MacGuffin for no reason at the end. Like what would have been a much cooler story idea of six Winter Soldiers? Actually, <laughs> is immediately just like, no, Tony has to cry about his mom some more. <laughs> and it's like you could have done so much with this idea, or just save that for your next Avengers movie. Like, why would you make Captain America three Avengers two and a half? Like it was a weird, yeah, decision to make. And then like. If the, if the best part about your film is two characters who are not related to your main characters, in this case, Spider-Man and Black Panther. Yeah. Like, and they're all, and they're mostly in one scene together, like <laughs> yeah. with everybody else. And you could tell because they didn't get the rights to Spider-Man until late that, um, it, like it feels tacked on in the movie. Like the, this airport scene is great. I regularly will like fire up, Civil War and just watch the airplane scene and I turn enjoyed, it back off. I enjoyed that it's on Netflix. Jack off. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> turn it back off. Oh, I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. I'm fucking King Shame here. Your Ant Man's so big right now. <laughs> does, does his dick get bigger when he goes into giant mode? As soon as as soon as Spider Man catches the Winter Soldier's arm, I just go from six to yes. midnight. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, that's cool. I hated that. I hate that. I, I he catches the head. Oh, that's really cool. Wow. It's endearing because he's a dumb kid. I I really like the Tom Holland Spider Man, like the way they're they're writing him. Yeah, because he feels much more like just some kid who just happens to be fucking Spider Man. Yeah, like he's trying to do a good job, but a lot of times he doesn't because he's a fucking fifteen year old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. And you can you could barely trust me with a driver's license, <laughs> like let alone <laughs> fucking spider powers, like fight Captain America level strength in that genius yeah. level intellect. Yeah, goddamn. And that and that dude does all his own stunts, like or as many of the stunts as they will let him allow him to do because he's actually under the age of eighteen in real life. Yeah, yeah. he's a fucking gymnast. I think he's twenty now. Oh, he's twenty now. Yeah, he's still At got the a time baby of face. Filming, I think he was like seventeen yeah. or something like that. When he got the role, he was seventeen years old. Like the screen test he does with Chris Evans, he's like full on, just like in his mid teens. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> how you actual do it, child. That's good shit. Yeah. If you so tell me what your perfect comic book is. If you have to write a comic book, what's your what's your perfect shit? I really like slice of life stuff with superpowers involved. That's kind of what drew me to Invincible is, yeah, like, there's big, um, there's, like, a lot of big action scenes. Like, that book is, like, 75% just really brutal fist fights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, slice of life, normal shit. <laughs> but there's also, like, he's grown up and he's waiting for his superpowers to kick in because he knows his dad is a superhero. And he's like, you might get powers. Like, cool. And once they kick in, he's like, fuck yeah, <laughs> superpowers now. And he's like, well, now I got, like... It's balancing having, like, being a superhero and being a person, but not, like, in a boring, like, 80s Superman way where it's like, well, I'm a dude and I go to do my job and I have to sneak out sometimes and do stuff. He's like, I have superpowers and it's fucking rad, first of all. Like, it's the best (laughs) thing that could possibly happen. And, yeah, I'm going to keep it a secret for now because it protects, like, my mom, who's the only person in my family who doesn't have superpowers. Sucks. But... Between me and my dad, we can be anywhere in seconds. <laughs> so it's not really that big a deal. My my dad cheated on my mom with a weird bug lady. 
And then <laughs> my brother was born. He was purple for a long time. <laughs> and a real dick. <laughs> he got punched in half. <laughs> that was so satisfying. Invincible is like if... Superman and Dragon Ball Z were the same thing. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Raditz comes down yeah, and tries like, to squeeze your fucking head off <laughs> like a bunch. There's so many. Like I, I've been reading when they were like these last twelve issues of Invincible. I like went back and read all the stuff that I have, and um, a surprising amount of that book is Mark or his dad or like other people with like their same level of power, like waking up on like a planet or in a hospital bed or some shit but it's like shit missing (laughs) their jaw punched off or some shit and um and just them recovering and like they have that like what's it called when saiyans like come back from oh what they just get stronger yeah like the zenkai or whatever the fuck whatever (laughs) stupid term it is that they introduce in dragon ball z um what doesn't kill them literally makes them stronger like that's how viltrumites work and um yeah it's straight fuck i didn't i don't know how i even put this together now before now but um invincible straight up american dragon ball <laughs> like it's, all right i'm sold this uh <laughs> this race of alien conquerors sending emissaries to different planets to get them ready to be taken over and one of them's just like hey what if i don't do that and the rest of the empire is pissed about <laughs> Okay, yeah, that's just, well, like that's if the just Saiyans, American Dragon Ball. Yeah, like if the Saiyans had never been like dominated by Frieza, that's exactly what Dragon Ball would have been about. Yeah. Like if Frieza hadn't been introduced and it were just like the Saiyan Empire, that's exact, straight up exactly what Invincible is. And I want to see incredible. that as a show. Weren't they working on it as a show? It's been on and off. There was like, they, there was someone um, got the movie rights and then they were going to do, and, like that's been in development hell for like five years. Um, but then they were doing an animated series that was going to be on um, FX, I believe. Oh, yikes! Um, <laughs> one of the it was it was either FX or Sci-Fi, one of the premium like cable channels that would have an animated superhero show. Um, but like it had to be like something up there because of how brutally violent that show is. <laughs> yeah. And if you would like cower away from that, I feel like it would take away from a lot of it. Yeah, one hundred percent. Because like the, brutal- gotta- the sheer brutality of that book is like a lot of what makes and like the fact that they also deal with it realistically like they don't just brush it off it is very much like mark has fucking ptsd (laughs) from like all the people he's had to kill like he just keeps getting put in this position and he like he avoids as much as he can but like there have been people like the first time he kills somebody by accident he's fucked up about it for weeks and you see that in the book. He's just like, I thought he had powers. Like, I, I, thought, he, I thought he was stronger. I didn't know he could. He, like, punches this dude's jaw off and is horrified by it. <laughs> and uh, that dude doesn't even die. He comes back later and, like, fuck, real, just, that's a great event. Read Invincible. I'm just going to say that. Yeah, if you can find, yeah. like, there's an omnibus. I'm going to be reading this. The series is over. The omnibus of, like, everything is coming out in July. It's going to be like three giant volumes. Pick that shit up or download it illegally. Whatever. I'm not the police. Um, <laughs> read Invincible. It's incredible. And it's definitely worth reading. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed what I read of it. I actually fell off of it during one of its many hiatuses. Yeah. Because what's her name gets pregnant. And then like a couple. I, I want to say like two books after that. Here's a time it just jump. stopped. Yeah. So like it, it that happened. Like there's like the reveal that she's like pregnant. But she doesn't tell, doesn't tell Mark right away. Yeah. And then there's like two or three issues of her like talking to 
duplicate which is a fun that's a great pun (laughs) her name is duplicate she can make copies of herself what a shock and her name is kate what's her and her brother is multipol multipol and not as good as duplicate but it's still yeah yeah it's pretty solid But like yeah it's like two or three issues of her like of mark doing shit and Eve's like, hey, uh, this is a thing. And, like, I don't know if it's, like, it's probably Mark's, but, like, because she had been with somebody else right before then. Um, and then they're, like, they were, like, there's a long, like, will they, won't, like, will she, won't she, like, abort this kid? And then, um, yeah, it was just, it was gone for five months. And then it comes back after, like, there's a fucking time jump. Oh, great. It was, like, she just has a kid now. And Mark's been in space for months, so he has no idea. And, um. She's like, why didn't you fucking tell me? And he's like, well, you were <laughs> fucking off in space trying to find your dad. And uh, read Invincible. I will just talk about Invincible <laughs> the rest of this fucking show. If you guys don't stop me. Read Invincible. It's definitely worth reading. Um, full disclosure, there's a lot of very graphic violence. Um, there is more than one rape in that book. But it's handled well. I did jump off. Like, the first time I jumped off was, like, after one of those particular non-consensual consensual encounters and i was like i don't know like this might be a little too much for me and i came back after like a year and i was like oh well i actually handled this like really well and like it does it does, but it doesn't wrap up right away like it's just, like the character that happens to has to like deal with that shit and especially like seeing that person again mm. like and then like not knowing how to tell anybody because like, what do you do? Like, you have superpowers and someone took advantage of you. Like, you couldn't defend yourself. Like, what? Like it was like, that was a big thing for that character. And it's like, it's kind of wrapped up towards the end of the book. Um, with murder? Not with murder. Mm-hmm. It's not like a reconciliation. It's not like a full, like, imp- like, explicit forgiveness. But it's like, well, this is like a thing we have to live with. Like, this happened. And there are other consequences to that happening that I won't spoil. But um, it even like the like really controversial stuff. It like addresses in a realistic way, and I'm sure reading it like in a timely fashion and not having to wait fucking six months <laughs> to see the next part of it will help um, with that cohesiveness. But yeah, I don't know. It, it does away with a lot of the tropes that I was kind of getting tired of, especially at the time Invincible was being published. Like there was some stuff going on, and it was a breath of, of fresh air for yeah. sure. Who, like, uh, who publishes it? Image. Okay. Yeah. That sounds like an image comics. Yeah. And there was some there were some tie-ins and like spin-offs that oh, were okay. God, what was that? Machine Kid? What the fuck was that? It was Tech Jacket. Tech Jacket. Which the first like six issue thing of Tech Jacket was like, that was okay. I was like, this is fine, but this isn't gonna go anywhere. And it didn't. <laughs> like it came <laughs> back like a few but like and there was Science Dog and Global Guardians and like invincible universe and like like you're trying to build too much off of like this one core concept like it's cool that there that's one thing that i really enjoyed as well is like there is this bigger universe Mm -hmm. but you're focused on invincible it's like these characters exist and that helps because they don't introduce you to anybody there's like these are these characters they've been doing such and such for however long and um you just like accept that they exist because 
Mark does. And he's like, yeah, I recognize you. Like, you've been a superhero for a while. It's, like, it's great to meet you. You're doing your thing. And you don't have to read any of those side books because they're not relevant. <laughs> no, no, they're not. Like, they have no bearing on the story of Invincible. Top five comics. Um, Green Lantern Rebirth um, by Jeff Johns. I think it was, like, 2007. Um, uh, Spider-Man. Um their Ultimate Spider-Man, Miles Morales. Not the initial run of Ultimate Spider-Man, the way he was in, but like specifically that clunky-ass name. Ultimate Spider-Man, Miles Morales. Okay. Um, <laughs> really, just really incredible stuff by Brian Michael Bendis. Um, Invincible's on the list. We Invincible is for sure like number three. Like the entire run of Invincible. Um, Jeff John's run on... Um, Teen Titans in like the mid 2000s um, where the team was uh, Tim Drake uh, the Young Justice kids older and um, <laughs> Cyborg came back it was after it was after um, Infinite Crisis that lineup of the book um, and I would say Tom King's Batman that's running right now Oh, it's that good. It's dude. This is the best Batman I've ever read. Really? Like having read probably cumulatively 30 years of his 75 year history. (laughs) (laughs) This is the best Batman writing, the best characterization, the best character development. And it's been since um, the most recent like relaunch they did. And it's been fucking incredible. Like he, he had written, He's been writing for DC for a while, but, um, but like the common, I, I forget the artists, um, but the art's incredible, but the writing's fucking gold. Like Batman is my favorite book on the stands right now. Okay. All right. I'll definitely check that out. Top three comic book movies. Top three comic book movies. Black Panther, Black Panther, Black <laughs> Panther. <laughs> I think Black Panther comes in at number three for me. Really? I really love Black Panther, uh-huh. the film. I did not start reading Black Panther until maybe three, so I'm not as familiar with the character. But, I mean, the movie was incredible, and I have only seen it twice, and I'm kind of, like, fucked up about it. The fact that I've only it's seen it two times. still in theaters. I know. I'm probably, still in theaters. I'm probably going to, like, take a day off work and see Black Panther again, and then also Infinity War, <laughs> just to do it. Um, this is unpopular, but Man of Steel, number two. Wow. Get the fuck That's out of real unpopular. Yeah. That is super duper unpopular. Give your number one, and then I'm going to have to ask you to, yeah, to, to that's, that's, back that's that fair. up. <laughs> number one, Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Okay. Yeah, I think really? it's going to be either Avengers or Winter okay. Soldier. <laughs> all right. All right. I've got unpopular picks for at least a couple of comic book movies that I like. I really fuck with Constantine. Ooh. Constantine's solid. Underrated. Yeah, yeah, yeah very underrated. It's, I love that fucking movie. It was one of the first Blu-rays that I purchased. Okay. It was... Oh. It, Real big fan. Uh, I also, this is an unpopular opinion. You want to talk about unpopular? The Phantom. Ooh. I do not remember anything about that movie except that purple-ass costume. Purple-ass costume. It's more what it represents than the actual movie. The movie sucked ass. (laughs) But it's like. Yeah, it's probably why I saw it the one time. Very nice, pulpy shit. It's like very cheesy. It's very corny. It's in line with the book. Yeah, it's very much so. But 
my A number one definitely is Constantine. Um, as for like modern stuff, one of my favorites was Ant Man. Ant Man was really cool. Good. Yeah, Ant Man did feel like Iron Man again, but but better. Yeah, like if pretty like, much with the refined Marvel formula, <laughs> like, yeah, with more yeah. money put into it. Yeah. yeah, like okay, we trust the people running this. Yeah, let's give we some action. trust the old guy. But, like, down to uh, other wealthy industrialists makes a copy of the suit and he's also bald and like a dick for no reason like it is obadiah stain jr basically like it may as well be stain again but no ant-man's a really enjoyable film yeah um i almost said spider-man 2 in that top three but spider-man 2 has good moments um it's weird that there's been a lot of reverence Towards Spider-Man Two, it's because it wasn't hot dog shit like some of the other films around the same time. <laughs> no, I, I feel that, but I didn't hear about any of this until like this year. Really? It's, yeah, it's like, because no one people was are reviving about it. those bullshit articles. Whenever like whenever something new and good comes out, yeah. it's always like like for instance, uh, Star Wars. Yeah, recent every time a Star Wars drops, you'll see articles pop up for like, oh, the prequels weren't that bad. Yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. like same with the Spider-Man movies. Except the Spider-Man movies were actually competently made up until the third one. Yeah, the first two Spider-Man movies they don't quite hold up. But that's mostly like because writing CG. CG. I mean, the CG in Spider Man Two is not bad. Like it's clearly CG, but like it's better than it had any business being. <laughs> and like I understand like why it ha- why that aspect of it kind of has the reverence it does because it does look surprising. I watched, um, I watched every Marvel film except for the Blade movies because I couldn't find them. Uh, this dude, past Blade and Blade Two. Yeah, I've seen I've Ooh. seen them. I've seen Blade and Blade Two. I did not see Blade. Tri- Play trendy. Dude, it's not worth it. Yeah, but, I, saw, uh, I saw it in theaters. That was <laughs> trash. <laughs> yeah, those are the only those are the only ones I couldn't like find uh, a competent torrent of. Um, like, <gasps> I watched everything else, and like just because I, I just do that sometimes. My time means nothing apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I spent like two weeks. And I just like watched all the X Men films, all the Spider like all five Spider Man films, and well at that point Homecoming as well. Um, like I watched like all the movies and Spider-Man 2 does like visually it looks better than has any business looking. <laughs> um, but just like there's the train scene. There's that the um, scene where they're fighting on the clock tower. There's uh, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> there's like there's some interesting thematic stuff going on. But you could tell like one of the studio notes was like we got to have more <laughs> Peter Parker character moments like you really don't we get who Peter Parker is as a character we don't need to see him being broke for 40 minutes of that movie like we get it he's a fucking college student dude that movie was fucking iconic all those movies were iconic for so many different reasons like the third one was iconic because of the Venom suit and on MySpace everybody had the fucking background where he's sitting on top of the clock tower in the rain and shit uh, the first one was iconic because of the upside down kiss yep. that was done all weird and sloppy. Yeah. Uh, the second one, don't remember why that one's iconic. It's, but that, it, it's that train scene. That train scene is incredible. Oh, yeah, where he's just holding the train back. <laughs> like the half fight, of his mask yeah, is like, missing. The fight yeah. scene before then is fucking gold. Like it's so good. There's some logical inconsistencies in terms of trajectory. <laughs> don't ask questions. It like it, it's a really well choreographed fight scene. Um that works really well 
and then um everything that happens before and after but (laughs) like the end of that movie is it's it's whatever it's fine but it's just like there are so many ways to be like peter is spider-man and now mary jane knows and like who gives a shit yeah um and then um harry's mad still because like that was that was a real i mean i don't like james franco in general but that was like also i do feel like that was like a wasted opportunity to like do more with him Harry Osborn has been got the raw end of the stick, <laughs> and I was so ready for Dame DeHaan. Like he's a great actor. <laughs> I was so ready for his Harry Osborn to be good, and like the first fifteen minutes of Amazing Spider-Man Two are gold, and it immediately. Well, aside from the the Max Dillon stuff, like I, I'm, I like Jamie Fox. But I did not agree with the choice that he made. <laughs> we're, we're best friends, aren't we? Oh, my best friend Spider-Man saved me. Yeah, yeah that that was a choice, and I commend him for committing to it. But <laughs> he uh, got it his was, check. It was the wrong one. Um, but yeah, like that. The first fifteen minutes of like Peter's in the new suit. He's like, you could tell one of the studio notes was be more fun because that first that opening scene is pure <laughs> Spider-Man, and it works really well. Um, the eyes are maybe too big on the costume, but whatever. It looks like Spider-Man. It's fun. And then like his interaction with Gwen is cool. And then like when he runs into Harry and like that scene where like they're walking by the river and like they're just like catching up. It feels really genuine. And then the movie immediately drops the ball. <laughs> <laughs> when it tries to introduce like seven villains at it's once. It's doing too much. And like because you could tell they're worried about losing the rights because the at this point the mcu is killing it yeah, yeah. amazing spider-man came out 2011 so before avengers so it's like they're like well maybe we can you know keep up with this iron man do iron man was a breakaway hit but iron man 2 and incredible hulk kind of underperformed yeah, like yeah. maybe we can keep up with this and then yeah. captain america like thor was very yeah. little yeah thor it did it did okay well. financially but like critique like terms of critique, critically critically was not the, the first two thors were bad that second iron man i didn't realize how bad thor's hair looked yeah they ble- it, it's they bleach his eyebrows <laughs> yeah yeah it's the if he had dark eyebrows in the first thor it, you wouldn't even notice yeah but because they insisted on bleaching his eyebrows <laughs> and his beard he looks like a fucking ghost <laughs> like he so looks bad. so bad it's funny because, like, you can tell how much they're willing to spend on things, or on, on shows specifically, shows and movies, when you see a change in the hair. Yeah. Like, if you watch Parks and Rec, as soon as Leslie Nope's example. hair gets way better, that's when the show yeah, yeah. goes way up. <laughs> like, Thor's hair, probably, I'm willing to guess, wasn't good until the third Thor. Yeah, yeah. Because they accurate. cut it. That's they, accurate. The right. Because, like, even, like, Age of Ultron, he starts to look better. Yeah. yeah, but like I rewatching the MCU films, I'm like, man, they even like Robert Downey Jr.'s hair. I'm like, they they're trying too hard to make him look young. Yeah, <laughs> but as soon as they're like, cut his hair short, like don't. Why are we doing this like weird like <laughs> like left part like mm. curly hair? Like it doesn't work. They're trying too hard to make Robert Downey Jr. look like he's in his 20s for some reason. It's <laughs> like we all know Robert Downey Jr. is not 27. Like let him be. <laughs> He's not he's not Mark Zuckerberg in that universe. Yeah, like yeah. he it's it's built into the universe, like in that intro that you see, like when they show in that video at the award ceremony that he like grew up 
he went away for a while, went to MIT and shit, and then came back and took over the company. We can accept that he's an older man, that he's at least in his 30s and running a, the giant company. He looks like it. Robert Downey Jr.'s face looks older because of all the cocaine. <laughs> There's a lot of cocaine. Like, the fact that, I think it's funny that the fact that he played a deranged alcoholic in his first breakout role after going to jail was what brought his career back. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, Iron Man and Iron Man 2, he has bad haircuts because they're trying to make him look younger. Mm-hmm. And then by the time Avengers rolls around, like, he's got it cut a little bit shorter. It's styled in a way that, like, complements his face. But also, like, accepts that he's old. Like, his beard doesn't look as weird. Like, his, that weird, like, goatee thing they're trying to make him have does not really work in the first two lines. And at the time, I didn't notice any of that. Yeah, well, like, yeah, the time. <laughs> but going back, it's like, ugh. Yeah, buddy. I mean, that's that's what got me on that Parks and Rec train. Yeah. Even though I keep, I keep going back to it. But it's like, you can tell. There's a, there's a notable shift. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like season three, where it's like, okay. Yeah, they, yeah her hair's like, why, why does it look so normal now? Yeah. 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 Uh, they decided to put a fucking wig on her rather than bleaching her hair. Yeah. Or doing whatever. And you know. Go ahead. Oh, completely. Well, not completely, really. But Always Sunny in Philadelphia, in I think season seven, Matt gains a ton of yeah. weight and grows out his beard. It's Just, because of that exact thing. He's like, so you remember how yeah. like every show, like Happy Days, <laughs> after it gets successful, everyone starts looking better? What if we just saw look worse? <laughs> yeah, that's when like Frank's like he's like, his hair gets he longer his and, hair and he's like dressing like shit. And um, yeah, Mac like he gained like he gained seventy pounds. I remember he's, like, that forcing himself to eat four thousand calories yeah, a day yeah. so he'd be that big. Yup. And I, it's not like he was fat either. That's a weird thing. He was just like s- super muscular. Yeah, because he was because like he didn't bloated. know how, he didn't know how to get fat. So he, like his arms and stuff were big, but they're like justifiably big. And then he just has a gut. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He looks really crazy. Weird. So and then he just loses it for the next season. Yeah, no explanation. Just yep. Just it's like four episodes deep into that <laughs> season. Like, so what happened? And then, like, he just didn't want to be big. Did you so? Ooh, random question, I guess, going back to comic books. If you had one comic or, or here's actually, let's split it into two questions. Question one, what comic have that nobody's heard of would you make into a movie? And the other question would be, what movie that exists now or comic book property that's already had a movie uh, would you use like an unknown story arc for? Is it Invincible? No, because I feel like Invincible will eventually get something. It might not. It's probably not going to be good, but it'll get something. Yeah, unless like some studios like we need no. to do this right. Like the good part of Netflix. Yeah. yeah, like good Netflix if they get it. Oh baby, oh baby. But there's a whole lot of bad Netflix. <laughs> yeah, it is. yeah, there, there is. is. Well, because it's mostly just we're going to slap Netflix original on these things <laughs> that we're just licensing, yep. and so there's no way to gauge quality of any of their products. Nope. No. Let's see. I don't know. I have to think. I'd have to put a lot more thought into. I would say there's a a really good run of Wolverine. No, let's not pick Wolverine. Wolverine. The X Men movies were the Wolverine show for fucking seven out of eight of them. They really were. Um, (laughs) Even when he wasn't in the movie. (laughs) Yeah. Having grown up with the animated series. 
I was really annoyed that they focused so, so much, much on Wolverine in the movie. Yeah, I'm like, there's other characters here, guys. Yeah, it's the biggest wealth of characters from one thing that you could possibly include. <laughs> Where the fuck well, is Jubilee, and why isn't she shooting things out of her fucking hands? I'm saying. Hands? Where's my sparkles? Where's your raincoat yeah. at? Come on. Yeah, why do we have four different actresses on IMDb listed as Jubilee across those films, God. and none of them get to do anything? Because <laughs> <laughs> she only has sparkles. What the fuck do you expect? She can really char somebody's face. <laughs> oh, I can't see. The colors are so pretty. <laughs> uh, Tim Drake's Red Robin. Um, I forget who wrote it, but Marcus Toe. Marcus Toe was drawing. And um, I think it went for like 22 issues before. This was like 08-ish, 08-09. Right? It ran from 2009 until the New 52. Okay. Because um, uh, Bruce came, like, this was like when Bruce died, like, died. The battle for the cowl. Yeah. And so, like, he came out of that. I was like, well, like, Dick decided to take Damien on as Robin. And so Tim was like, well, what the fuck, man? Like, I thought we were cool. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I'm going to do my own thing. And, like, I think that's because Tim Drake was kind of a hard character to like for a long time. Uh, he was the Robin I grew up reading. But in retrospect, like, there's a lot of Tim stuff that I. He's. This characterization was weird for a while, and basically until Jeff Johns got a hold of him um, and turned him into the like more tech savvy, like good well, detective, like in line to be better than Bruce kind of character that he was. And Red Robin takes that idea and utilizes it really well. Like he's not trying to be Batman. He's like, how can this idea be executed better without all of the trauma? Even though he's been through a fucking lot himself. <laughs> And like without like that, this like weird chip on his shoulder that Bruce seems to have. Like Tim's like, we have the resources and abilities and training to do so much more than we're doing, and I'm going to do that now that Bruce is gone. And there's like, I don't have to fit into this his idea of the legacy. I can do my own thing. He does really well, and I think that would that's something that's like kind of screaming to get done because I think we're gonna get tired of seeing Batman real soon. I'm already. I dropped off Gotham two years ago. And he's not even Batman in that. Like I'm. He's <laughs> like there's this oversaturation of like that area of the universe. And well, it's because they have a hard time of doing anything the fuck else. What yeah, I want to see is the question. Yes. Holy shit. Bring I love questions. I like. I, I, bas- I basically wrote a spec script for <laughs> for, for Vic Sage like I don't know, like a year and a half ago. I was like. This is a great character. All right, real quick. Do you know who the question is? If you remember the Justice League cartoon, Mm -hmm. uh, I think in Justice League Unlimited, towards the latter half, there was this huge conspiracy theorist. Uh That's him. He's like, he basically, he figures out the plot as a whole, but nobody fucking trusts him. And he, he has everything right, and then they kill him eventually. Okay. Uh, the government kills them. As you know, the any- government is wont to do for conspiracy theorists. Yeah. Theorists. Um, but essentially, he has no superpowers. He's basically Batman, but not rich and super duper paranoid. Mm-hmm. So he, he manages to figure out so much. And like that, I think it would be the best character they could do. That's a really interesting way you can do it. Because like. You can either make a show out of that or a movie out of that, and it would work just fine. Because, I mean, there's all kinds of police shows all the time. There's all kinds of police movies. And if you just have that 
he wouldn't even have to be like the main character. Even no. if he's just a side piece of some movie, he would be a very interesting aspect to it. You know, I think what I would do for the question would be like, I would make the standard comic book movie. So you go movie. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, a TV show would work, obviously. Yeah, I, I feel like a TV show would play out like Blacklist yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah, basically, where you just have a bunch of superheroes where he's, oh, God, this would be so good. It would be so good. Uh, so what would end up happening is you have like something like the Justice League movie, yeah. but not all the pieces are fitting together. Mm-hmm. And towards the end of the movie, the question ends up dead because he's like appearing in the movie on and off. Yeah. And like nobody trusts him. They think he's just like a crackpot or whatever. Yeah. But he ends up dead. And then you give him his own movie. And it explains exactly what happened throughout his yeah, it's like, like stuff behind the, like yeah, what he was doing in exactly. between those scenes. Exactly. Yeah, I think that would work really well. I don't know. The, yeah, like you were saying, I don't know how you can sell that. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I think that would yeah, be because like that's very you, similar to like so Rorschach from Watchmen. Yeah, yeah all the Watchmen characters based on uh, the Charlton Comics characters. Um, DC had recently acquired uh, Charlton Comics, uh, the rights to those characters. Um, that's Blue Beetle, Captain Adam, The Question, um, Black Canary, uh, Wild Fox, Wildcat. Yeah, Wildcat. Yeah. So that's basically it's basically most of Earth too. Yeah. So they they had recently acquired the rights to those characters, and um, Alan Moore wanted to uh use them before they got integrated into the you know the main dc universe mm-hmm. um like for this like for what became watchmen and they're like now nah, we just got this properties like they still kind of have some value to them but if you want to take your right we're willing to buy your idea but you've got to change the characters so they're all kind of like loosely based on um those characters. yeah just like kind of taken to like kind of an extreme in each direction and then they gave captain adam like way more power like um, escalated him to like god tier like (laughs) for dr manhattan but um for the most part everything else is like pretty ground like but like rorschach a lot of what you see of rorschach in Watchmen is like him just kind of doing stuff and (laughs) like the other characters like are actually they're kind of the main focus and even this time you spend on rorschach he's just like you don't know why he's doing what he's doing, really, because he's like it's hard to follow his logic. Mm-hmm. And the question is like a dialed down version of that. Who's still like Denzel was saying, like he's very paranoid. He's like he has a lot of. I really love his portrayal in Justice League Unlimited yeah. because it's like he has all these conspiracy theories, but he's also right. Like he, <laughs> he's like kind of crazy, but they like put not in the water. And he just like, doesn't have the uh-huh. resources that other people have to like, like that Batman would have, but he's like still a damn good detective. And he's a pretty competent fighter who just doesn't give a fuck. He's just like, I need to not die right now. So that's how I'm going <laughs> to fight. Um, he's like, if a, like a real dude decided to, like, so he's the comic book Alex Jones. Yeah. Is what you're telling but me. But like, <laughs> actually doing shit. <laughs> and with a dope blank face mask. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. I would, that would be my go-to TV show or movie. Yeah. It would yeah. have to be the question. That's a really That's good cool. pick. Because like, oh God, that'd be really good. Hey, yo, DC, if you're listening, <laughs> just, you know what? 
hire me. And it's got like go. additional potential because Renee Montoya take, took over. Yeah, see, diversity. Hey, right? yeah. So now you have this Gotham Les- City copper who, you know, this alcoholic lesbian. <laughs> who, Lord knows we need more of those. <laughs> who gets to know uh, Vic before he dies and uh, he's like, before Amanda Waller takes him out. He's like, yo, you should be the question now. And she's like, that's fucking insane. <laughs> I'm not going to do that, even though I just got fired from the police force. And then she does it. And she's great at it. But she carries two guns. Yes, she hey. does. She wields her guns akimbo. Just double the fun. <laughs> Same blue trench coat. Yeah, really weird go. that how it fits her and him. Don't question it. <laughs> this, there's really good tailors in... Probably New York. Because <laughs> all comics take place in New York. Let's be real. <laughs> Gotham City and Metropolis are both New York. Yeah, it's just, the, it's like, it's the Metropolis New- is Manhattan. Gotham is the Bronx. Like, that's it. <laughs> I forget who it was. There's, it was a writer in, like, the 80s. Someone whose, like, name should be super obvious to me, but I can't remember who exactly said it. But he was like... The dichotomy is Metropolis is New York during the day, and this is like during the eighties, so it was like a different. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Metropolis is New York during the day, and Gotham is New York at night. That's fucking true for the eighties. Yeah, yeah. So that was like how it was approached at the time. I was like, we're not gonna because they were like the Justice Society was based out of New York. They were like, fuck it, we'll just use actual New York. <laughs> gives a shit. We're just gonna give them a brownstone and have them like fuck around. Um, give an excuse for it. Batman and or Superman not being there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen the uh shots from the the Teen Titans show? Uh, Denzel. <laughs> Why the fuck Starfire looked like she should be in the, oh. the deuce? Oh, <laughs> when I tell you I was incredulous. <laughs> what the fuck does she look like? That? I mean in like the purest sense I was like I saw that someone like complaining about it like in a Facebook group I'm in. And I was like, chill out. That's not real. That doesn't even look like the actors that I, they hired. I thought that was fake. And I was like, that's not real. That's like, because like I had seen the picture, like the headshots of the yeah. actors. And I was like, that doesn't look like them. That actress is kind of fun. And then like I saw it like on like comic book resources. And I was like, ooh, wait a minute. Ooh. Let's slow down a little bit. And then I saw it again, like on another website. I was like, how could they do this? The, uh, it's why been like the, four years they've been trying to put this series together and that's the visual <laughs> why the fuck does she look like a prostitute no she looks it's a, straight up like a, a real bad wig it's a real terrible wig yeah. and like she's a black woman she could have brought her own wig <laughs> yeah yeah she could have i guarantee you she's I, got i guarantee they fix it Oh yeah, no, it's, it's it like that's why those that's why like those pictures don't get taken down right away, so they can yeah. get reaction. They yeah. could they could um they can send cease and desist like immediately, like yeah. if they wanted to. But then I, yeah, they, but how do you get reactions that, if that's if, not gonna be well, how it looks? Like, but why would it need to look that way on set? Even <laughs> yeah, fam, the funniest know. thing is like it's not that hard to find writers and creative people who are fans of the properties yeah. would be able to do a good job of what you're asking you don't need to hire like your best friend's cousin's nephew <laughs> well, who read a comic book once i mean nepotism isn't a thing in hollywood at all <laughs> oh, excuse me my bad yeah you're completely right every everyone's very honest it's a completely upstanding merit-based system of hire. yeah 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 you're right you're correct you're correct but it's it's always a problem yeah like always. i i don't think 
and this is going to be a super hot take from your boy, but I don't think there's been a good comic book TV show that hasn't been in cartoon form yet. Like, I yeah. don't think Gotham has been any good. It's weird and dramatic. Are you, like, are you not counting Daredevil in that? I I don't think the whole of good Daredevil nah. is good. Okay. Like, there, there are good episodes in the second season. The first season was pretty all right, but they have, I mean... Netflix has a pacing problem with their Marvel properties. Yeah, mm. because they, they do the same thing in every show. The hero is there, hero gets injured for about four episodes, Gosh. and then the hero comes back. And they've done it in... It's so formulaic. In mm. Luke Cage, Jessica Jones... Uh, Iron Fist, Daredevil, Fucking both seasons of Daredevil, <laughs> both seasons of Daredevil, and then Defenders was a poorly paced mess. Yeah. On top, of, like it was bad. Defenders was bad. But it was like unjustifiably bad. That's why they're pretending it didn't fucking happen. <laughs> There's been no references to Defenders. It's so weird too because they have so many resources to make these things good, but like my guess as to why these things don't pan out in the long run is because once a property is successful, there are too many fucking cooks in the kitchen yeah. and yeah. like through nepotism, you get people who aren't qualified who want to say in it. So they can say like, "Oh, I did that," yeah. or "We hired the guy from Game of Thrones for this." Yeah, like check this out because I know I know these people. These yeah. people helped me get this job, so of course I'm going to hire their boy. Yeah, and their and this person's skill in this area will definitely translate to this completely different yeah, form yeah, of totally. media. Yeah, they they should have. Oh, comic should've. book nerds don't care about details right. anyway. <laughs> they don't, That's they a group of people who's definitely not going to obsess over every particular change that you make. <laughs> I uh, my whole wish my wish is to get the control over two series Ooh. two series on Netflix and just let me do whatever the fuck I want and it'll be the best shit ever. Well, then they're going to throw you onto some shit that you're completely unqualified for. And then I'm gonna get a big check, and there then I'm go. gonna cash the fuck out. <laughs> like yeah, that's, cash that's that check bef- before it drops, and it's like, yeah, yeah, don't yeah. worry about it. I mean, I mean, like after if your first two projects are successful and the third one goes wrong, you just hire a whole new team for the third one yeah. just in case, so you can blame the new team. You can be <laughs> like, oh, they wanted too much say in the production yeah, office. Yeah. Oh, the PAs weren't bringing me the right type of tea <laughs> that I like, but but the PAs wouldn't bring me beer during the working hours so i had to uh i had to into- improvise <laughs> i ended up snorting I'll a lot of glue <laughs> <laughs> hey uh bring me that uh, that spirit gum i gotta <laughs> i need to uh fix up the set real quick <laughs> you got any comic books that you want to transform into movies i because i don't read a whole ton of american comics i wouldn't focus on any specific comic, but there's certain characters that I want them to do right. So I'm going to say the one that that's already been done, but I want them to do fucking right is Dr. Doom. Cause he's yeah. such an integral Dr. part. He's a great character. <laughs> yeah. And he's such an important part of Marvel. And, and they're like, like afraid to use them in the fantastic four movies. Both times around, they've been like, how can we dodge the goofier aspects of this? Like, <laughs> I want them to bring back the thing ring. Thing ring, do oh, your thing. That's shitty fucking TV. <laughs> that would be so good. Uh, <laughs> and he turns out to be like one of the strongest people in the MCU. So I'm saying, like, yeah, 
Doctor Doom is a really interesting character that you can go in a lot of directions with. I mean, he's a super genius. He's also a sorcerer who went to hell to find his mom. Like, that's... He's also the monarch of his own country that he took by force, but the citizens love him because he's made quality of life noticeably better. Because he's a genius sorcerer. <laughs> like, everyone's afraid to fuck with this dude. Except for, like, some nerd and his wife. <laughs> and his best friend from middle school. <laughs> and his brother-in-law. Yeah, like, yeah. literally everyone else is, like, afraid of Doom. And Reed is like, come on. Because they went to school together. So he's uh-huh. like, come on, Vic. Like, be cool, Vic. <laughs> like, that's their whole relationship. Is Reed being like, come on, man. Like, I thought we were cool. Like, Richards, when have we ever fucking been cool? <laughs> when, like, in your... Encyclopedic, encyclopedic knowledge. Have we ever been even close to cool with each other? And um, Reese is like, "You got me, pal. You got me there." <laughs> but like, come on. But have you ever had a stretchy arm around you? <laughs> come on, I get real good. I get real good hugs, my dude. Like this, <laughs> wrap around you six times. You never been hugged like this. <laughs> oh shit. But yeah, the other character that hasn't been used at all yet that I want to see is Taskmaster. Taskmaster be. I think Taskmaster could fit into the MCU pretty well. So I'm saying, like, he's he's not even really like he's like a C, like he's C list for sure. Yeah, he's just not even really that big of a villain or anything. But it's just like there's no reason, not, real interesting. Yeah, there's no reason not to use him. Like that he's he can just do the other shit. Yeah, <laughs> like the Spider-Man two, the uh, recent like Spider-Man Spider-Man crossover that just happened. Um, which all those issues released on fucking time. Um, <laughs> uh, there was like the ultimate universe version of Taskmaster was like coming over to the main universe because I guess the ultimate universe exists again, which they've established <laughs> but have not followed up on yet. Um, Way to go. I mean, it just happened like three months ago and like they're kind of touching on it, but we'll see. Um, he's like less goofy than the main one because i feel like the main one's been around for long enough he's kind of a joke because they don't use them often enough (laughs) as soon as he comes across actual superpowers yeah like there's (laughs) you can't really justify a guy who can imitate your fighting style but if you set him up against people who aren't thor yeah then like (laughs) works pretty well like like street level stuff taskmaster works really well like i feel like even in a spider-man movie like you could have taskmaster and like yeah he doesn't have the full level of agility and strength but he's can read people really well that's effectively like his powers he can read people and imitate their fighting style really well like why is why hasn't he been in a fucking captain america movie like we got that weird (laughs) weak-ass fight with betrock the leaper And I, was, soldier. I was really surprised, like, because I didn't know about him, and I read about that afterwards. I was so ready for him to be real goofy, and he wasn't, and I was kind of bummed out. <laughs> but he was sort of wearing purple, so, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I think Taskmaster could have done a better job in that role. Actually, yeah, he would have fit very well. And then, because he's one of the few Marvel villains who isn't dead at the end of that movie. <laughs> um <laughs> I'm very vindictive about that particular fact in all of these films. Um, but yeah, like he's still around and you can just keep using the Taskmaster to fight people in like the first act of your film. <laughs> like it's such a good decision. He just comes back in every movie. Yeah. I ain't dead yet, fuckers. <laughs> oh God, that'd be pretty sick. And that's that's their one PG thirteen. Yeah, that's their one fuck. <laughs> You could you could even put them in like Daredevil on Netflix. Yeah, bouncing uh, yeah. around. They're moving. Um, they're moving 
Ghost Rider from the TV universe into Netflix um, in like a year. Hold on. He was on like Agents what? of S.H.I.E.L.D. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yeah. He's getting huh. his own show? No, they're going to do a Defenders style. Uh-huh. Um, it's supposed to be uh-huh. Punisher, who's mm-hmm. the odd one out in the situation because he's a human being who uses guns. Um, and then there's Ghost Rider. Uh, who again is a fucking human possessed by <laughs> with a, a spirit of vintage skull you know. with a flaming skull, a chain, and a possessed car. <laughs> oh, it's Jaime. Uh, Moon Knight, who is, is just a schizophrenic. Maybe a schizophrenic, <laughs> but maybe also in contact with an Egyptian god. <laughs> and then I forget the fourth. I didn't actually character. realize they were doing anything with Moon Knight. He's one That's of those. Very, that got announced like a week ago. Oh well, okay. Not I guess I'm not ago. that far. <laughs> not that far behind. Yeah, like Moon Knight's one of those characters that I would always see his books on the shelf, and Moon I would Knight? just never touch it. <laughs> the last, if you can find the trades of Moon Knight, um, if you pick up, if you can find the trades of the recent Moon Knight run. Um, Having never read any other Moon Knight, it's real good. All right. And it I think it only lasted like maybe sixteen issues. Oh. Easy. I think it like it's collected in two volumes. But um it addresses a lot of his backstory without like you needing to know any of it. Sure. It's like, look, maybe this dude is just crazy. Or maybe <laughs> he really is talking to this Egyptian god. Or maybe <laughs> He's it's an act and he just does it to so he can get away with the stuff that he does. Who knows? But like it works really well, like it's balanced, and I'm not sure that Netflix is gonna handle it with the nuance that it <laughs> that it takes. Blade? Blade, that's who they're bringing. Oh, really? Yeah. It's fucking Which, weird. Blade, I feel like lends itself to a series. Yeah. More than the film. Just cause like uh, conceptually like the, Who was the guy that was in the spike one sticky fangas? Oh yeah, <laughs> that wasn't oh, terrible. It had a lot of potential, and I'm not surprised. The fuck out of Netflix Blade, though. I think it could work really well. Oh my god, it could. Like just a really good vampire hunting series set in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like, <laughs> yeah, I spent like you. You get a good actor, like Wesley Snipes, and you, <laughs> <laughs> who's like still like, yeah, I'd come back for Blade. It's like chill the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> You're in prison right now. <laughs> like, go do your taxes. But yeah, like you just cast, even if it's not like someone who's like well known, it's like get the right actor in as Blade who just like you, is cool. You know, yeah. there's like a roster of maybe five black male actors at any given time. Yeah. So it's going to be some name that you already know. I almost said Sterling K. Brown. I was like, no, he would not do a good job as Blade. <laughs> it would but. just be the dude who played M'Baku. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, Winston, I Winston Duke. Duke just Winston Duke. There we go. How the fuck would they even work with work with Ghost Rider? That's weird. Yeah. Like the special none of those effects. characters really seem like the team-up type. Yeah. I mean, like, Punisher works with Moon Knight works 
with Blade, but the odd man out is definitely Which Ghost means they're Rider. probably not going to do a ton with He's probably going to yeah. be in the crossover series, and that's going to be it. I doubt yeah. that they're, we're going to get a Netflix's Ghost Rider for like 12 episodes, <laughs> yeah. and four of them are going to be bad, and they're going to be right in the middle. <laughs> oh, no, no. Eight of them are going to be bad, because he's not going to be able to use his powers he's gonna, for like yeah. four of them yeah, he's up front. Meet Mephesto again, and be like... Well, you don't deserve to be the spirit of vengeance. <laughs> like, the spirit of forgiveness now. And now he's just like, just this Latino teen. <laughs> he's just real bummed out about not having a flaming head anymore. And like, most of those cats are located in New York, right? Like, yeah. Blade was in New York? Or Blade does it goes wherever explore? he needs to because okay. fuck vampires. <laughs> <laughs> and Moon Knight was in New York. Moon Knight is in New York. Punisher's still in New York. I, haven't, I didn't Ghost watch Ghost Riders in LA. Jaime at least is in LA. Yeah, and it's gonna be you know the same version. So it'll be interesting to see because they used him. I didn't watch all of the last season of uh, Agents of Shield, but from what I remember, they used him very sparingly. They were like because this flaming skull. Yeah, we can't expensive. afford this. We can't yeah. afford the special <laughs> effect. <laughs> Fucking every episode. Ah oh, man, I'm not looking forward to like four new series of where each guy, each each one of these superheroes gets their powers, their powers and then is out of commission for five episodes. Just only do six episodes. Like cut these series in half. Yeah, like, with Netflix, you're not constrained by the same rules as yeah. television. Why like, would you try to make oh like we know we gotta do thirteen episodes? We've gotta do thirteen episodes. And they're hour I mean, long. Like they there's such a slump. Like every single like I tried. I rewatched Daredevil um, in anticipation of season two uh, last year, and it just it dips. And then Daredevil season two, fucking there's dips. some sick ass shit in Daredevil season two. But it's because they have they have Frank Castle to focus on when the yeah. Daredevil shit gets like they they like ran out of ways to write that. And like, well, we introduced Elektra. That's enough to be fun, right? And like, well, you didn't do anything with her. What season was it with the fucking hospital shit? That was season one, right? Where the ninjas were invading the hospital and they killed a bunch of nurses and kidnapped the kids. That was season two. Okay. Yeah, that was the best part. Best part of season two. That was good. That was a good sequence. Yeah. That was that was one of the best episodes. Uh the the other thing that doesn't really hold up about Daredevil is some of those fight scenes. Like that hallway one take scene. Yeah. It really loses its luster after the first time. It's <laughs> yeah. The first time it's really impressive, but the second time you see it, you're like like I can, you can see the seams, and yeah. you're like, mm. I see what they're going for, but it does start to wear because it goes in on second viewing, it goes on too long. Yeah, mm. first viewing, you're like, man, like this looks like a real fight, and the second time, you're like, the spectacle is gone. So like, this isn't really <laughs> doing it for me. Yeah. Even like you know the first scene where like he confronts Turk at the wharf or wherever, and they're like he's rescuing the women who are being trafficked. Like in that very Batman esque scene where he's just like uses his fucking I don't think he has the billy clubs at that point. I think it's just like part of his cane or some shit. Mm-hmm. He like knocks out the he like puts out the lights and he's like taking these guys down. It feels very Batman begins ish down to like the fucking shipping containers. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like the first time, that's a cool it's a cool moment. Like cool introduction to Matt doing that. And then the second time, like Okay, <laughs> this is very paint by numbers. Our character sticks to the shadows, uh, but yeah, every single Netflix series has this slump in the middle. And like, well, you know how you fix that after the second fucking time it happens is you use fewer episodes. Yeah, Luke Cage yeah. didn't need to be thirteen episodes. Could have been ten. 
Luke Cage could have been six. Uh, you could condense everything relevant that happens in Luke Cage to six episodes. Yeah, that would have been a real <laughs> strong series, too. It's like three episodes because they spend so much time being like Luke doesn't want to use his powers. He he can't turn them off. <laughs> like he's, <laughs> he's like, I don't want to use my powers. I'm just going to get paid under the table for all the stuff that I do. And I'm going to like and he's like, well, now that this old man is dead that I've known for six months, um, now I'm going to take it <laughs> to like directly to where it needs to go. And there's that one good scene where he storms that house. Yeah. And. They spend like 30 minutes building up that part of the episode and then it takes place in 10 minutes and then everyone knows who Luke Cage is now. And I was like, well, this is fucking (laughs) cool. (laughs) Series over. Why are we still going? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't need two additional villains to step in. Like I didn't need Alfre Woodard to kill Cottonmouth halfway through the season because he was a great character. He was. And I feel like that would have been menacing enough. Someone who's not going to take him on a physical level. Like, that was so, like, the Diamondback shit was so weak because, like, it just ended up in a fist fight. I don't need all of my superhero shows to end in people punching each other. Yeah, that's, like, the one thing that I really liked about uh, Doctor Strange was that he, Doctor Strange can't really overpower Dormammu. Yeah. It never comes down to, like, a fist fight. But he overthought him in the moment. Yeah, and and that's how he wins. And, like, why can't we have more series that take at least certain approach that's like that? Dormammu then killed himself. Yep. (laughs) Doctor Doctor Strange convinced him to commit suicide. (laughs) So, (laughs) aeons of gaslighting. (laughs) I would love to see, like... All of the cuts that like that they filmed, but like and like did the effects for, it, but didn't put in the movie. Right, it's like there's a cut of, and this, this might be on like the Blu-ray or something, but just like a ten-minute sequence of that of him just like dying <laughs> a bunch of different ways, like all the ways because you know they got really creative because like they of like the six or seven that you see. Like, it'd be really great to, like, 10 minutes of him just, like, flying over something <laughs> and Tormammu killing him in a different, more grotesque way. <laughs> just getting more and more frustrated. Because <laughs> it's great, like, in the like in the moment where, like, after, like, seven, he's like, what the, f- what is this? What the fuck is going on? But, like, to, like, see it in, like, real time is, like, 30 of them. It's like, this is... It would get exhausting for the audience too, but it would be so, like I'm. It would really drive the point home. I'm yeah. the kind of person who's like loves like overdoing bits. Like I really love when bits go on just like slightly too long. And I feel like that'd be a great opportunity for it. I'd be the only one in the theater laughing at it, but I think that could work really well. Just him just every single time and like steven just being like cool with it because he's just taking it every single time he doesn't give a fuck because he knows he's gonna restart yeah but just like just a different more grotesque like <laughs> bugs just a fuck it just a bunch of bugs <laughs> come in they eat his body and he's a skeleton with the time stone hanging from it and then it resets like i think it'd be fun it just he's turned inside out yeah be do it again Flattened anvil, <laughs> Looney Tunes it, reset. Be pretty good. Yeah. All right. You want to get into questions from the yeah, subreddit? Let's get in some questions. So Rip. before we dive quite into the questions, I do want to address a question from before, and that is Megalobox is fucking tight. And if you haven't watched it, go check it out. Okay. Yeah. As soon I, as the I, season drops. Right. As soon as the entire season is done. Yeah, I I planned on watching that regardless, but you know, having that as a suggestion from multiple sources, confirmed multiple sources, 
uh, yeah, definitely pushed me to watch that, and it's very good. It reminds me of Samurai Champloo in a lot of ways. Um, Is it by the same people? I have no idea. But the soundtrack's very good, the animation is very good, and the story seems like it's going to be interesting, and I don't hate the main character, so I think (laughs) we're in for a good series here. Excellent. So Pac-Man W1 says, I just got done listening to episode 67 and heard Denzel say that Ronaldo is the best soccer player in the world. I beg to differ. Lionel Messi is the best soccer player in the world, period. Anyways, I have a question. Y'all into whiskey? If so, what kind of stuff do you guys like? It's the perfect ep- question for me to be on the episode for. <laughs> <laughs> I do not drink a whiskey like... Oh, is there any more to that? Well, then he said, absolutely love the podcast. Keep up the good work. Oh, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Uh, I don't drink whiskey like that, so I don't have a favorite. Uh, especially things like Blue Label, Black Label, Red Label... Tastes too much like wood to me. Scotch is not for everybody, and that's one of the things I've had to accept as a Scotch evangelist. <laughs> is that it's not for everybody, and um, that's okay. If you don't like Scotch, most people are not going to like Scotch. The peat is not a taste that a lot of people get along with. Is it, that the wood taste? Yeah. So peat is um, effectively f- fossilized uh, plant, like dig- not quite fossilized, but like. Decades, or in some cases, centuries of decaying, like advanced decay plant matter that they get from swamps. And it's smoked in a certain, like they um, they take the barley or whatever um, you're using to ferment. When they're drying it out, they, um, they burn it over peat. And it has, it releases the gases in the peat and it gets kind of into whatever you're using to make your whiskey, your corn or your wheat or your whatever mash you're using. And that kind of, that's what gives it that dryness and that like oaky piney taste. Hmm. And, um, that's one of the define, that's like the defining feet like factor of scotch is the use of peat in that drying process. Cause you have to dry it out before you can ferment it. Interesting. And, um, it's a very unique taste and a lot of people just don't, care for it it's like i got into it right away like i just i guess there's one of those people who that taste does something for me um but it's totally justifiable like understandable like a lot of people do not like it my biggest thing with whiskey is that most especially people who are really into specifically scotch you have to drink it straight you don't have to like scotch i really like scotch but i'm not a scotch like elitist about it like Sometimes I'll drink I'll drink it neat or on the rocks. Like I'll throw some bitters in it. But sometimes I'm like, I have seltzer water or I have ginger ale. I'm gonna I don't need just straight ninety proof <laughs> burning down my throat every single time I drink scotch. Maybe I want to add a, like scotch and soda is a very common drink that most places will serve you. You just pick your scotch and they'll throw some seltzer water or they'll throw some uh, ginger ale in it for you. Um, there are one of the things that I found as I've gotten more and more into whiskey is a lot of, especially like white dudes who drink whiskey are real dicks about whiskey. And I was like, <laughs> why? Like, who, you, you, no one's paying you to be this much of an asshole <laughs> about the alcohol that you like. Just like pay your 150 bottles for your dollars for your bottle and move the fuck on. Like, no one's getting mad at you. Because you like it a certain way. Like, it's fine. Let people drink their rye that only takes six months to make and therefore it doesn't have to cost 
three fig you know three figures for seven fifty of. Yeah, <laughs> I think I first noticed people being real stupid about whiskey when I like became aware of Jameson. Yeah, like I'm fine with Jameson. It's I don't really think it's much better or worse than a lot of other things. It's, it's pretty, fine it's, as a whiskey. Yeah, it's, as a blended whiskey, like it's fine. Yeah, it does its job and it doesn't taste terrible. It makes you drunk. <laughs> but I know End some people story. that are like, "Yeah, I only drink Jameson. I'm a high class man." It's like, yeah, dog, really? That's Jameson and Grey Goose have like basically the same PR team. They're both mid level alcohols that just are marketed as being higher class, and people buy into that shit. They eat that shit up. It's like the supreme of alcohol, which is fine, but like. <laughs> Really good whiskeys um, aren't fucking advertised. <laughs> yeah, is no, what it comes not. down to. It's like <laughs> yeah. if you want like a really good bourbon or a really good scotch, there's a handful of places that you're gonna see advertisements for, and it's usually somewhere that you don't fucking have the money to get into. <laughs> yeah, or you gotta a, know someone. There's a oh, I can't remember what it's called. I think it's called like a supper club in downtown. Yeah. Uh, where the membership's $100 a month. Ugh. Oh, fuck. I know exactly what you're talking about. And I think it's called the University Supper Club or something yeah. like that. Uh, but essentially, they just have all kinds of fucking crazy whiskeys and scotches that you don't see advertised anywhere. I mean, you might see a magazine ad in like a GQ or uh, like a higher-end magazine or something for some of these whiskeys or scotches, but like a Japanese scotch oh, that you've never seen Japanese before. Japanese whiskeys are fucking... They're doing special stuff over there. Yeah. Yeah. And if you cut them with Coke, somebody's going to cut off your hand. <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. those ones you do gotta... You gotta take those to the straight. Neck. Yeah. But, so, yeah, I guess if I had to say... If I had to pick a favorite whiskey, I guess I'm going to go Jack Daniels. Because yeah. I, I, it goes well with Coke. <laughs> <laughs> and as far as like uh, Lionel Messi being better than Cristiano Ronaldo, okay, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know soccer like that. But I mean, you could put both of them in top five, no question. Like Cristiano Ronaldo, for as long as I can remember, has been the GOAT. Like, it, there's been no debate. Messi can't get it done with Argentina, but you know what? I'm still a bit of a soccer novice. I don't know everything about soccer. So, you know what? I'm going to take your word for it. Yep. So, Kokenan asks, Chet, what is it going to take to get your coward ass on Monster Hunter World? It, I'm, it come out on PC or I get a PS4. It's literally <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I want to play the game. Especially because they, they keep releasing all these events and stuff. Like, I forget. They just announced some new Big Bad that's coming out. And it's like... Yeah, this would be really cool to be there for. I don't have a PS4. So. <laughs> it comes out on PC in like four months or something like yeah, that. Yeah, some unknown fall 2018 date. <laughs> Eventually. Yeah. So that that's, that's it. <laughs> Norseman asks, I don't know if I've asked this before, but what's your opinion on Houston-style chopped and screwed hip-hop? Can you dig it? I fuck with it in small doses. Mainly, like, as a remix put into a larger mix. Because Chopped and Screwed shit is kind of tight sometimes. Yeah. But that shit gets tired as fuck very quickly. That's basically my exact same stance with it. Like, there's certain songs that I'm really down with. Like, um, 
uh show you how to be the man uh-huh like that that has a houston style remix and i'm like i fuck with that hard how to how to how to be the man yeah how to be bo- bo- boss but i couldn't listen to that as like a solid playlist on a four-hour drive i would just go insane because it's a lot <laughs> of the same stuff you know and you could say that about a lot of hip-hop but i feel like that's a really specific style yeah, I mean, it, what do you do? You just slow it down to like 75% or something like yeah. that. And then you just put in beat repeats at certain points. And then you either resume the song after the beat repeat or you just skip the portion of the song that would have been covered by the beat repeat. So it's it's really simple. But every once in a while, shit goes hard. Yeah. You turn up the bass a little bit maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Slow down all the vocals. Zalora Silver says, Welcome to Zalora's Fun Fact Anime Corner. Or Fun Anime Fact Corner. Whichever. This is for you One Piece fans because Oda is a mangaka that is subjected to drawing hell. Putting out chapters each week, he does have health problems. Because of this, he already had the ending to One Piece written out in a vault that only his wife knows the combination to. So, in the event of his untimely death, we will still get the ending. I bet they'll change the ending. There's a good chance of that. <laughs> I, oh, well, I guess this is a, not an American company. I know if it was Americans, even with the written down ending, it would still <laughs> fucking change it. Yeah. The only way to guarantee like you would get your own ending... Is to still be alive. Yeah, right. to force them legally to do it. Yeah. And then if you're still alive, they're still going to make you make whatever the fuck you don't want to make. So you'll never get to the ending. Capitalism always wins. <laughs> <laughs> the unstoppable tide of capitalism. XX the X janitor XX. What year is it? What fucking year is it? <laughs> 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 Who's MySpace is running into the show? Uh, the janitor, clearly. <laughs> What's your guys' opinion on the technological singularity when man and computer reach their peaks and become one? Who cares? Crazy, scary, or dumb as hell? It's dumb. It's I don't. I don't care. I don't think, from our perspective, anything's going to change. I'm willing to bet that. If it happens, we'll either just we'll be gone, just immediately, <laughs> <and> we'll <matter. laughs> or like it'll. By the time we get to the point where the singularity can happen, I feel like our society's gonna be so integrated with technologies. Like, oh, this is just the next step in this. Like, this is Got just. It. I mean, people fucking lost their shit when the printing press was invented. I think we'll. <laughs> I think we'll deal with stuff that like I have four smart devices in my house <laughs> i think i'll be okay if one of them talks to me on its own <laughs> yeah like we've been adju- like acclimating ourselves to technology being smarter and smarter for so long that it's like my alexa can now tell the difference between me and my roommate holy shit like that's a thing you can tell like hey alexa learn my voice um sorry if you're your Alexa's in the room. You're listening to this on speakers, but it's going to start learning your voice or my voice. Cause fuck you. <laughs> um, but that was like a thing that has you ask some questions. It's like, okay, cool. Now I can tell your voice apart from other people's voices. Um, I'm never going to get an implant 
You're never gonna find me out here with prosthetic eyes. No, fuck that. I'm all on the bandwagon. I'm ready for cyborg parts. I'm so ready. Like dog, dog. I'm gonna be scaling skyscrapers. I do I'm not. I'm gonna be able want to that. see your history. I don't want people to be able to hack my body parts on some ghost style shit. That's, yeah, you know, give a shit. That's a risk you take. I, I'll get like, I'll get a prosthetic set of legs so I can run really fast. There you go. See, but you're, I, you're embracing it. I would never ever get implanted eyes. I'm going fucking whole it's hog all. on cyborg parts. <laughs> it is one of my goals to live past 200. So whatever means possible, if that means I have to put my brain in a jar, <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Okay, <laughs> on some Futurama shit, just gonna have your head cut off and put it on tub. a robot. Yeah, it's fine by me. Because <laughs> a robot body is gonna be able to bench 700. So <laughs> what am I complaining about? <laughs> Oh, so I'll never feel the touch of a human again. <laughs> Overrated. I barely get that now. Who gives a shit? Overrated. <laughs> but now I think, yeah, like I was saying, like by the time the singularity happens, which will probably not be like a single event, there'll be like a bunch of points for like yeah, well, a little mini singularity. Like artificial intelligence is quantifiably a thing in Oslo or like in New York. Like they're going to be parts where like it comes up and then. Yeah, maybe they network. Like, who gives a shit? They have humans to be based off of, and we fucking hate each other. So they're either going to do it way better, or they're going to have the same petty shit that we do, and we're just going to be like, well, there's another race on Earth now. Like, right. That's, yeah, now it's just robots. And they're I mean, way smarter than us. Fine. Who cares? Potentially. Potentially. And then will be justified, because they'll go. be objectively better than us. <laughs> <laughs> and we fucked up to Neanderthals, so we have it coming. <laughs> I mean, their eyes were too big, but that was their own fault. Yeah, their foreheads were out of control. Well, it was to take in all that extra visual information. <laughs> they didn't have the cognitive skills because they had to process all that uh, visual input. It's probably what killed them. Um, also, was fucking the death. Like it's. <laughs> They've shown with like some of the more advanced AIs that they're like trying to teach from from ground zero. Okay, just learn from human interaction. They're terrible people. Yeah. They're fucking horrible. And I don't mean like they're bad at being people. No, no, no. They're people that if they existed as humans, you would hate them. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see if we could learn to create some well adjusted humans. It'll probably be be th- it'll probably be through neural networks. And I'm real big into neural networks right now because I'm rereading this book called On Intelligence. I can't remember the author. James something. Look it up. It's a good book. Uh, it was written in like 2007, 2008. Mm. So some of the stuff is a little outdated, but it really explores like the difference between how what our approach up to that point had been of how can we make a computer like a brain as opposed to how does the brain work and how can we Im- like we don't fully understand what human consciousness even is. Sure. And so like that's our biggest hindrance is like we're not looking inwardly enough because Oh, there are a variety of reasons, but um, <laughs> hard to replicate something when you have kind of no idea. Yeah, it's like trying to build a car having only seen a car. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, it's got circles here, and it's a little boxy here, and it goes. There's metal. <laughs> um, what if we made this metal look like that metal? And like, that's basically the approach we've been taking. Um, that's an oversimplification. Don't at me. But um, I think it'll probably be like computers will network to each other like artificial intelligence will interact with each other and learn at a rate that's way faster than we can and so like yeah they're probably gonna outclass us by the time like they make it to the point where that we can 
quantifiably define them as um like intelligent because we haven't really we don't we fucking didn't know how smart crows were until like 10 years ago so like what the fuck do we know about anything <laughs> yeah true so but true. i think when it happens it'll be like okay either they're gonna kill us immediately or we'll just have another part of society and we'll have to learn how to deal with it and it'll probably be okay that's yeah i i have a feeling that when we approach the singularity it's going to be widely accepted and it's mm. just going to be another facet of life as we know it i don't want to know what everybody's thinking i don't give a fuck yep Yep. Uh, I, don't I don't need people knowing what I'm thinking. <laughs> I have, there's a lot of shit rattling around up there. Yeah, you know, yeah, being able to read minds, that first day is going to be a fucking shock. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're going to be some scraps that day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So many hands are going to be thrown that first hour. Yeah. God damn. Well, not, I'm not going to be involved in that. <laughs> You're never going to ca- catch my brain in the singularity. <laughs> I'm going to be that old guy that's still sitting around talking about real hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> you you never heard about the tribe called Quest. It was like everyone has. We all have access to the internet constantly. <laughs> we all can read each other's thoughts. So some kid in Indonesia knew about it. Now I know about it. I'm listening to their entire discography right now. <laughs> all at once. It's amazing, by the way. <laughs> Samurai Jack the Face Ripper asks, what's something you enjoyed as a youth but now looking back, you realize it was kind of inappropriate. I know Chet mentioned Blazing Saddles, and it got me thinking about how hyped I was to watch In Living Color when I was a kid. There was a station that would play the reruns every day after school, and I watched it religiously. If I think back on the handyman and men on film characters, <laughs> it makes me laugh at how over the top those characters were depicted. I can't imagine what people would do if something like that came out today. That's a difficult question for me to ask or answer. Uh, I guess the most inappropriate thing that I liked as a kid. Uh, I mean, this is going to be kind of a weird answer, but I liked porno. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was going to say vodka, and then you were like television. So I was like, okay, never mind. That's different. <laughs> I So I found my older stepbrother's porn when I was a kid. How, how old? Uh, I was probably about nine or ten. All right. So too young. Yeah, I was too yeah. young. Uh, and that shit changed my life. Yeah. That shit. The first porn you find is life changing. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, uh, it was half porno, half catalog. So uh, it had a bunch of lingerie in it as well. Nice. And it was, I was like, damn. Damn. Nice. Yeah, the- Found it under his bed next to his shaving cream. Yeah. <laughs> Weird place for shaving cream to be. Yeah, yeah, that is strange. That's strange. Very common place for porn, though. Yeah, yep. that's uh, that's where I found my dad's porn mag when I was four. <laughs> Yikesaroni. <laughs> also life changing. What up? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, as for like inappropriate stuff, I mean, Blazing Saddles, obviously being one, but like there was a lot of weird, like really anti-gay stuff back in the nineties. Yeah, there was like really anti-gay stuff. And we just kind of accepted that or like, I mean, at that point we were only 10 years removed from the U S president laughing at the idea of AIDS. So yeah, it was still a little fresh. Yeah. Good times back then. And only a few years removed from, uh, the future first lady calling black teens, super predators. (laughs) 
Samurai from Jack the Face River asks, I meant to ask this last week, but it slipped my mind. Denzel, how do you feel about Asuka's undefeated streak coming to an end at the hands of Charlotte Flair? It's exactly what I would expect to happen. Uh, WWE is more interested in protecting their legacies, such as Charlotte Flair, Ric Flair, uh, than they are of like creating new ones. So it's not a surprise that she lost. And apparently that wasn't the original plan. Apparently Asuka was supposed to win. <laughs> but like building somebody up like that, uh, especially to be like a fucking monster to face down like the entire women's division on raw or smackdown or wherever she is now um is is harder to maintain than than somebody like braun Strowman. uh and then he says personally those two are the only reason why i want to skip through the ladies division when it comes when they come on but i will admit there that there really didn't seem to be any consequence to her losing you knew she was going to lose to these no names she knew she wasn't wasn't going to lose to these no names during any of the matches up to wrestlemania it just kind of felt like okay she lost yeah i mean that was a kind of a shitty match to put on put on the pay-per-view anyway because she lost her title the following night anyway to fucking somebody the fuck else it was, I don't know, it was stupid. The whole thing was stupid. They booked it poorly. Uh, they should have had, uh, what's her name? Uh, somebody else, like, go in for a squash match or do, like, a really long, like, 30-minute, 20-minute match against her and then have somebody else come in and cash in or Carmella come in and cash in on the match or whatever the fuck. But, yeah, I, I didn't think it worked well but i'm not a wrestling expert so yeah and i know nothing king d d d asks throwing it back to the dateless denzel era of rnh what's the nicest appearance based compliment you've ever received from a woman you were not dating i'm pretty sure i've only gotten one of these before and it was through a lesbian talking to someone i was seeing uh I guess the most of the compliments that I've gotten uh, revolve around my smile. Uh, my smile is my money maker. You got a nice smile. Thank you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, the, it mostly revolves around my smile, <laughs> and like maybe sometimes how my eyes squint a little bit when I smile real wide or whatever. Uh, it it used to be I I used to be handsome when I was skinny. <laughs> when I, Charles can attest to the fact that I was a lot skinnier than I am now. Uh, yeah, uh, no, I used to be handsome once, but most most of the time it's a smile uh, that I get compliments for. I have received so many more compliments after I started dating Nikki. <laughs> That's because the, because they see that you're with a white woman, right? And they just want to break your relationship down, right? Well, but, the other thing is, uh, so we've we've kind of touched on this before, but California is objectively more attractive than a lot of other places in the U.S. Agreed. It's facts. just facts. Yeah, that's 100 percent true. And so then I would go visit her up in Portland. With my California good looks <laughs> and her homely Portland friends would be like, God damn. Oh, God damn. Yeah, being a California seven and going to like Texas and like, okay. Like, yeah, what's up? <laughs> Why do I live in San Diego again? <laughs> <laughs> well, because now you're surrounded by a bunch of California sevens and you're like, you know, life ain't so bad. Yeah. 
Yeah, you could swing for the fences in other places. Yo. You could you could you could go to the strip club and hit on a lady. <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't be too weird. <laughs> Write your number on a two dollar bill. Like, yo, what's good? Oh god. I've written my number down on so many fucking receipts before. I've only done it like twice. Never do that. It's yeah, you know, not a good move. It, it does not no. work out. It does no. not work out. But You're, both times it was like they were hitting on me first. So it's like, well, all right, well, I'm gonna shoot my shot. Yeah. You guys know it's like their job to be real nice to you, right? Like it's <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Like their paycheck depends on them being like nice to customers. I don't want to burst anybody's fucking bubble or anything. No, no. I mean like look, uh at least in one instance I was a regular there. And uh, she had gone out drinking with us before, or rather, uh, she was drinking in a place. And you were also there. Yeah. So friends of mine were there with her. So she was friends with my friends. Sure. And I had appeared where she was and we had met. And then uh, it was kind of awkward. I rolled up at her work and was sitting at the bar drinking with I. I Oh, God, there's so much to explain. I've been a regular at a lot of different bars in my lifetime. Uh, it's like Cheers, except I'm a, I'm a moving target. And as soon as people know my name, He's I have to leave. Get the fuck out. Yeah. Skip so down. I was a regular at this one bar, and uh, she walks in to start her shift. And I was just like, oh, hey, what's up? And, like, we talk like normal people talk or whatever. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, well, if you want to kick it sometime, here's my number. And so I gave it to her, uh, not on some like, oh, yeah, here's my number. Uh, but I was just Does, like, we have an established history. We've met outside of this context. And yeah. so now I feel like this is not inappropriate to present. It yeah, way. exactly. So that's what I did. I presented my number. Didn't call me back. Another time I was just gone off my ass <laughs> at the sushi spot that I used to be a regular at. And then I... <laughs> Oh, this is so embarrassing in retrospect. Uh, but I, I fucking wrote down my number. Like I went to Google Trends, <laughs> and like found out how to write some shit in Japanese. Oh my god! And, and then I left my number for this girl uh, with a, a little note in Japanese, and she looks at it and she's just like, "I have a boyfriend." <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that shit, that shit was so embarrassing. Oh, my God. And then, That's like, incredible. Uh, the, I, I, used to, I used to know the sushi chef, like the, the secondary chef, not like the head chef or the owner. Or, or I guess he was the head chef. The other guy was the executive chef. But I knew the head chef. And he was just like, well, why didn't you ask me, dude? I could have told you she had a boyfriend. And I was just like, motherfucker. I'm, I'm constantly in here. I, this, was, this was like 2016. And I was just con- like, I was there every three days yeah. getting fucked up and eating a whole bunch there. And like, God damn. I was, I was constantly like trying to get a lead on one of those girls. Ugh. Damn. Well, at least at least someone corroborated the story that she actually did have a boyfriend and it wasn't just curving you. Well, he pulled up her Facebook. Oh. And he was just like, I'm pretty sure she's got a boyfriend. And like the he told me this after she had told me it. Right, yeah. And like he she had told him that I had tried hitting on her. Oh, well. And I was just like, uh 
well the now i can't come back here. yeah and that's actually one of the reasons why i stopped going there because i, I want to wrap on this joint <laughs> uh, the turnover rate with with those women uh was pretty high because they were mostly students sure there's one woman i don't when we went there was kim working there uh, do not know i don't i the only people i remember when i went with you was the chef and then the dude who rang the bell that you said was in there like every day oh yeah yeah uh wilbur was the chef uh or sam depends on when we went but the thing that upset me about going to that spot is they never did the like the regular hookup thing yeah that's super strange because like smaller places are so much more likely to do that yeah because they're like businesses built on regulars yeah and sushi spots like all the time like my parents they'll find some sushi spot and they'll just like they'll just spam that one place (laughs) and there's like my dad's crazy friendly like just real loud real real friendly so he'll get that on like the third visit Mm -hmm. and for them to have never hooked you up that's real strange to me yeah that's that's what like i discovered the hookup thing after after being a regular at several different bars uh after a little bit and i didn't know that that's how it worked for restaurants as well yeah yeah like if the people like you enough they'll just give you free shit so you just hang out yeah and that's that's what happened at a couple bars like i at certain points uh and i attribute most of this to my gate weight gain but I would be sitting in bars for like six or seven yeah, hours like, well, this. and they would just bring me drinks and bring me drinks. And then I, I would get a bill at the end of the night for like $12. Yeah. <sighs> and of course, like it being me, I say, oh, well, let me tip eight. Well, yeah. Like, yeah. Like you've been giving me and eight yeah. is like a little bit light too. Yeah. Like you've been hooking it up <laughs> this whole time. Like, yeah. <laughs> It's like, well, thank you. I'm I'm still a broke boy at heart, though. Uh, but they just they just never they never hooked it up. It was really weird. Well, but one day, so, one day yeah. I'll find a good restaurant for that. We go. can make that the hive. So instead of paying fifty percent off beer, we can pay nothing for it. There you go. That's what I'm striving for. Of course, you know, every time we go in there, we're like the only people there, so you'd be fine. <laughs> Was that was that all the questions? That does it for questions. All right, excellent. Uh, this has been a long one. Well, uh, it'll probably be trimmed anyway. Yeah, it's been two and a half hours so far. <sighs> I don't know if I can chop an hour worth of shit out of this. <laughs> it'll still be a long one. Yeah. Um, well, thank you, Charles, for joining us. Well, thanks for having me, man. We yeah. appreciate you coming on. Um, I've had a good time. You check out Brave Motel at bravemotel.net. Yeah, well, the .net or .com, and I now own both. Oh, hey. cool. .com will direct to .net uh, automatically. All right, excellent. Uh, you can find them on Twitter at... The Charles Zero One or at Brave Motel. Um, guess, guess which one's my personal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also have an Instagram. Uh, you can catch us at uh, Brave Motel Network. Um, at Bro Motel, um, we used to have, and I forgot the password, and I don't have the email <laughs> access anymore. Tight. So, Brave Motel Network on Instagram. Uh, also, the Charles Time on Instagram, if you want to follow me personally. I don't use it a whole lot, but I'm trying to use it more. Excellent. You can follow Real Nerd Hours on Twitter at XRealNerdHours. You can follow me on Twitter at that Denzel. You can follow Chet on Twitter at Bushido Brown SD. Excellent. You can join the conversation on the subreddit, reddit.com slash r slash realnerdhours. 
Uh, you can like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash Real Nerd Hours Podcast. And you can support the show on Patreon at patreon.com slash Real Nerd Hours. Again, thank you, Charles, for coming on to the show this yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we will see you next Thursday. Y'all have a good night. Oh, and thank you for listening. Y'all still have a good night. <laughs> Bye.